Yo, is this a dog? What? Is, is this thing a dog? A, a dog? Yes. What? What kind of dog do you think it is, mate? I don't know. I'm not familiar with all the breeds. I'm gonna go with Afghan Hound. Just when is an Afghan hound that bloody thumbs? Oh my god, is it a werewolf? I've wanted to meet a werewolf forever! Yo, they shot me into a werewolf? Right. Yo, let me out! I'm not a werewolf! <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not a werewolf, okay? He's a weasel. He's harmless. I mean, he's not harmless. He's killed 27 children, but, you know, we got him to. I think he's agreed to do this. Steven, I've got a question for you, mm-hmm. and I need you to let me know. I, you're the one to make the call on this, okay? Uh, okay I had a yeah. situation come up earlier this week at work that involves your name. Oh, wow. Just your first name, not your not your whole name. That'd be weird. That would be weird. Uh, I, uh, okay, I, I did do a separate thing with that. I was just making a vision board, and I was like, how do I marry Stephen Michael Fisher? It's oh, a whole wow. it's a separate, separate <laughs> issue. We're not talking about that. Darren, are so, you, uh, can, are, can you officiate this? I'm just wondering. I don't know if you're able to do that. That could be great. He's, he's wearing black and white, like tuxedo mm. colors. So I feel like that he could certainly step in for that. But I'm not licensed. Give me like 30 seconds. Okay. Cool. <laughs> the internet's going cool, online. I'm good. Yeah. yeah right you on, need cool. to do two states, Texas and Oklahoma, just so it's, you know, it's oh, official. Okay. That'll be places. like at least a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I got to do two applications. <laughs> you guys owe me a hundred dollars, fifty dollars. A very expensive episode of the show. Yeah. But uh, so I was, I was doing something for one of my customers at work. Uh, they, had, uh, they were not there in person, but they had left work for me to do, and I was uh, had finished everything up, and I was putting it in a uh, an envelope for them to pick up later. Their first name was Stephen. Mm. except when I wrote the name on the envelope, I defaulted to S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Now, bitch. wait, wait, wait. Hear me out. Hear me <laughs> out. I have, I was disappointed with myself at first, uh-huh. but then I like thought about it and I was like, oh, this is why I did it. Mm-hmm. I was doing it to protect you and the V Stevens of the world because oh, no, I don't believe this, that. this Steven, mm-hmm. Uh, bit of a character. Um, we, some of us at my work have been known to talk shit about this person, you know, mm-hmm. to, like, obviously I don't want to say his last name. So we'll, we'll say his last name is crotches, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Crotches. So this Steven, uh, real handful, uh, anytime he comes in, we're like, Oh fuck. All right, here we go. We got to deal with this now. Mr. Crotches is here, right? So that's why I wrote the PH, even though when I had his information in front of me, it was clearly a V. I was like, this doesn't seem right. This oh. doesn't seem like a good V. So okay. this is this is so the you conundrum. Knew better for his I, name in particular. Right. I was like, wow. he can't be a Stephen with a V. Yeah. Because his wife is in tatters. Mm-hmm. And I know we're we're both self-deprecating people, but Steven, <laughs> you've got no idea. This guy, this fucking guy. Okay, then is... I'm in support of this. That, okay. That you did it that way, especially if you knew that his name was spelled differently. Because mm-hmm. you so put him in his place and he probably do what? He doesn't deserve the V. Exactly. He doesn't he doesn't mm-hmm. deserve the V. Man, how yeah. many times have I heard that? <laughs> 
I uh, I agree with that though, because he probably like me feels very strongly about the V. So it's even like more of a slap in the face to him. He'll probably get, pick that package up or that letter or whatever and be like, God damn it. Well, I, I did catch that. And I was like, should I rewrite this? And I was like, mm. fuck, I guess I have to, because I've, I've got a whole mm-hmm. thing where people will misspell my name all the time. They don't, yeah. they call me Brett or whatever. That's much I'm used to, but it's like, mm-hmm. you saw my name in the email that I sent you. My oh, name yeah. is right there. You could have just looked. Um, and people misspell my wife's name. It's, uh, they they throw in a uh, an I instead of a Y or whatever. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like the, the information is displayed before you. So I try to be conscious of people's spellings of their their names, even if it's dumb and bad. I uh, I try to keep an eye on that. So I did in fact tear up that envelope mm. and write a corrected one with the what I would say for him is an incorrect spelling with a V. Mm-hmm. He does not deserve that victory of having the V there. But so it was V T E P H E N. Is that yeah? Is that where you went? With it? Yeah. <laughs> that's solid. I think. I mean, yeah. I, you got to protect yourself at work, especially. That's you just, know, gotta, yeah, that's but, just good customer service, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's Aaron what, that's I, what I thought. That. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to 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 run it by you and see if I need to be flogged or or what the no. situation is. Well, I think, I mean, just for fun, hey. Yeah, sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> it is Sunday. It's the yeah. Lord's Day. <laughs> the Lord's Day for flogging. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, you're fine, and you tried your best. You know, mm-hmm. you did, you tried to humiliate him. I almost said it like, ameliorate, ameliorate mm-hmm. him. And then um, you tried to fix that as well for the good customer service duck bank church that you work at. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's good. So you did what you could, and uh, I think you're okay. But yeah, you should probably say like I don't know, like ten Hail Marys. I'm not Catholic. I don't know. Okay, I is that where you throw ten Hail Mary passes? Yes. Okay, Darren, that's what do I you thought. You know that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you're Catholic either. That's why football's on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> it all connects. It all makes sense. Sports. Brit uh-huh. and I are really good at sports, so yeah, we totally get that. And that's why the Pope. That's why the Pope wears that tall ass hat is to one cover the bunny ears like they taught us in South Park. And then mm-hmm. also to catch any Hail Mary pass footballs that come flying in from wherever. Do you get you like know? special points if you get it in the hat? I think so. I think you just win life at that point. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like being an Olympian. Like oh, the Olympics. That's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. Uh, it is happening. Actually, I, it's I over it's at the time over. of this record. <laughs> yeah, I was good. I have yeah. watched zero of the olympics i have not watched zero a single thing oh wow and i didn't it's obviously because i hate americans in america i wasn't mm-hmm. for anybody no i Look, just you got pissed when you found out that russia was gonna not be allowed in but uh, then you you did do a fist pump when they were like oh the russian olympic committee wink sure that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah i knew about that scandal mm-hmm. too definitely yeah. knew about that one Mm-hmm. um no this year for like i have so much else going on like with our house and stuff i was just yeah. like i don't have time for this and then like i mean yeah. sort of watching it and then uh i'll be like who's who's winning shit like i've seen like a few clips online of like the heroic heroic moments but uh other than that like i i used to be really into it and this year i was like i don't have fucking time who's world on fire <laughs> who cares about sports right now man <laughs> so i totally missed out and now it's like over and i'm like oh okay cool I feel like any sport in the Olympics that involves running or being fast, where 
a country that is filled with Russians where they don't win that event, they should be laughed off the field or whatever, you know, because oh, like, why good. are you Russian? You know, one of those things, like you should have been rushing a little bit faster. I don't know. It's going to be one of those things. Play on words. They should but hire you. Them. Yeah. To do puns for all of the different countries. I think. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. everybody deserves to be made fun of a little bit. Everybody, every person you know? on this earth, listener, yeah. look to your left, look to your right. Are you alone and listening to this and are a sad person like us? Well, imagine you have people around you and, Imagine they were less than you. I know it's hard to imagine, right? But um, where were you going with this? But yeah, just make fun of everyone you know and love. <laughs> They're lesser than you and yeah. um, probably worse. So yeah, that makes sense. that's the lesson to take away. True sportsmanship. Fuck everyone else. You're the only person that matters. Back Olympics. to you. Yeah. <laughs> where's, and where's the kite flying? Yeah, yeah exactly. Olympics, right? Like, where's the kite flying? I'm not oh, recognizing oh. that body until they recognize kite flying. You're right, Darren. <laughs> mm-hmm. If we can't have our rednecks represented in their own trucks on foreign soil, watching kites that they're not even physically flying themselves, what are we even doing here? It's it's all for nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's basically, I think, obviously, we're boycotting the Olympics. We've decided <laughs> for no kite flying. Darren, are you on board with us? Do you join in our solidarity? Of course. I mean, of course. you brought it up. For, for at least four years. Yes, for four years, we will boycott this. Uh, actually, it, it, it would just be for three. It'd be for three because oh, this, yeah, was the, up, th- this was for 2020. What which, if they... which, by the way, I would like to point out that like all of the Olympic branding like on the mats and everything that you see, like when you watch the Olympics this year, it still said 2020 on it. I'm like, you oh, had really? 18 months to slap a one over you could have just like made a one out of duct tape and like put it over there i know it's supposed to be like oh this is the 2020 olympics we're just holding it a year later so it's just like eh, how about call it the 2021 olympics and yep. we'll have a little asterisk by it to acknowledge why it was five years out instead of you know whatever the fuck four, yeah, four. move on half. from there yeah, yeah. I, my What's my brain gave up really like yeah, I. but what if we don't even have to boycott it for three years? What if they hear our boycott now and they bring in ice kite flying, right? Oh, uh, kite flying. You know? Like, maybe we're, we're creating a whole new genre of kite flying. Maybe that's already a thing. I don't know. I don't want to take that away from kite flyers, but I'm mm-hmm. just saying Winter Olympics 20... 20- <laughs> Is it next year? Just, I think it's next year. Yeah. Freezing balls. <laughs> All the kites are in the air, like jiggling around and stuff. Because they're like, uh. he's moving to the anchor. He's going to the anchor. It's too cold. Oh, he slid right. Yeah, past it's a good him. move. It's a smart move. <laughs> I'd love it if there was like a separate like person. Like they merged a bunch of sports oh, together. So like, as that person is trying to just like fly a kite on ice without like any. Um, skid proof shoes or whatever so yeah, they're like sliding all over the ice or whatever there's a separate person on skis like skeet shooting the kite or whatever <laughs> oh man that would make it like really and interesting mm-hmm. yeah right. or they go down like one of those those big like ramps and have to do like backflips and then like shoot the kite mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that'd be rad go over the kite i like yeah. yes they shoot it from above death yeah. from above yeah and then the guys on the ground flying the kites have to avoid the shots as well Mm-hmm. And the and yeah. not following the ice from the holes. Yeah. This sounds like a really good event, guys. 
I think this is going to be incredible. No one's going to die from it. Yeah. It can only work out. Well, I don't know. They're Olympians. If there's no risk of death, I don't know why we're even watching. You know what? That's true. Some of those hurdles seem extra tall to me. I'd be like, yeah. oh, I would just immediately turn to brown fucking dust if I hit that thing. I would. There would be yeah. no surviving at all. <laughs> I'd be gone. You know yeah. what I did? Uh, I did see there's like skateboarding now in the Olympics. Is that right? So yeah. I saw yeah. a clip from that. Mm-hmm. And the first clip I saw was a dude just eat it and just totally rack himself on, oh on a God. pole. And people were like, welcome to the Olympics, skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> like 14, 13-year-olds like dominated. That's it. Yeah, that's right. There's like a was it like a, a Japanese girl or something like that. I feel like that was there like be, uh, there should be like age brackets. That's, you're like 90 <laughs> pounds. Like, how is that fair? Yeah, you're like, you could do this. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I want an over 35 group. It's just people <laughs> that never actually learned to kickflip. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> the amateur skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in, everybody. It's going to be amazing. It's like, how hard can you look holding a skateboard or whatever, oh, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, I can, I can rock a backwards hat. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks great. And here like, it comes. Get ready. The Stephen Fisher glance. There it is. Oh. He's so hood. <laughs> Sploosh. <laughs> that was the sound of all the women of the world. That's right. Time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can do that. I'll breathe that in. Yeah. My non-skateboarding tricks. But yeah, man, I just get like a nicely painted deck. You know, even not even a skateboard deck, like a real deck, because I could just do that and that'd be nice. And I'd be like, <laughs> what up, 30s? Standing on a back patio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look at this really? umbrella. You're you're standing on a skateboard on top of the deck you just built. And it's like decks yes. on decks, mm-hmm. decks on deck. But I can't do anything. Yeah, because the little ridges, it's hard to skate on. And you're dressed like a duck, so it's like duck on deck on deck. <laughs> and with a duck on deck on deck, I think we're doing it. So uh, I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. And uh, we have a guest with us today. Say hello, Darren. Hello, Darren. That's, that you're yeah. not allowed to talk after that though. We just want you to watch. Mm-hmm. We really need a live audience. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> it doesn't count otherwise, you know, for us. Um, but man, I am super stoked to have you back on the show. Um, yeah. It's, it's been far too long. I don't remember what we even had you on for last time. Do you recall? It, it was a pop culture catch up. We just talked about oh, a okay. bunch of uh, stuff we've seen and watched and everything. Right so, yeah, yeah so, potpourri, I think. Uh, yeah. Pop culture mm-hmm. potpourri. That's way better. Brent, we really screwed that up. We have to workshop. We have, we have to workshop to, that. We, we, we got to restart this whole show. We got to reboot, yeah. renumber. Yeah, time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn it. Well, yeah, um, those can be fun, but I like having like a theme, especially with a guest. So uh, today, mm-hmm. man, we've got a, a huge theme because last week, Brent and I continued our DCEU rewatch, um, begrudgingly watching Suicide Squad, 2016's Suicide Squad, and Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. and some other long-ass title. Uh, Wait, uh, Stephen, real quick. Can I can I reset this for people who may just be tuning in as this oh, first episode? There's a horde of of uh, fans Darren has likely brought to the show. So, True. new listeners, welcome, uh, Darren. For you, the the purpose of doing the DC EU watch slash rewatch has mm-hmm. been um, really we like to watch things that we enjoy. We did. The uh, we did a lot of the MCU, or we did the entire oh, MCU yeah. uh, chronology uh, a few years back, and we did Star Wars, uh, Fast and Furious, 
these type of things. So now we're seeking out punishment to mm-hmm. pay for our sins of being, I don't know, entertained and being enjoying happy. life. Yeah. <laughs> general, general happiness uh, because we're masochists and uh, we, we can't okay. handle being happy. So we're like, well, I guess we got to do yeah. this fucking thing. Uh, but also we knew there was some like DCEU stuff coming out this year, uh, particularly the movie, the main movie we're going to be talking about, The Suicide Squad. And it's uh, it's been an event, really. But I don't remember where I was going with this. Um, Stephen, I, I, I made you stop talking so I could say a bunch of words. <laughs> and then I just like, I, I really shit the bet on this. I'm not going to lie. But I think like, I just wanted to, to kind of reset yeah. the scenario. Um, we've gone through, we've watched, actually at this point, you've seen all of the DC movies. I was wondering if there's anything left we have to watch. No, you, you've seen it all. Um, yeah. Like the, the newest thing before today was, well, I guess the Snyder cut, but Wonder Woman 1984. Mm. So you've, you've seen every Blah. single DC. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're fine. Oh, just clearing my throat. Yeah. <laughs> just clearing my soul. Ugh. Yeah. Get out of there. Away. Yeah, man, but I, so gross. I believe like the only two DCEU movies you had not seen up to this point were the movies we talked yeah. about last week: Suicide Squad from 2016 and uh, Birds of Prey. So we're we're all caught up now. I didn't realize, man, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't so, realize, yeah. Darren, for you, have you seen all of the DCEU movies? I've seen everything. Ever. Have you? <laughs> You say it with a lot of joy in your voice as well, I can tell. Uh-huh. But yeah, I've seen, I've seen it all. I've, seen, I've even seen all the animated stuff. So. Oh, wow, yeah. Oh, okay. I hear that stuff's actually really pretty good, the DC animated stuff. Um, Assault on Arkham is it's a Suicide Squad movie, mm-hmm. probably what the first movie should have been. It's like, yeah, like I, I just watched that when I want to watch a Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. So, and I'll have to give that a shot. Uh, Brent had told me a little bit about, um, I was reading it again last night, this like Harley Quinn comic uh, that was like drawn from the guys who did the cartoon in the nineties. Mad love, mad love. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I was telling him last week, I was like, I still don't understand the Harley Quinn character really. Like I kind of watched those cartoons growing up, but uh, the comic kind of helped me understand like what they were doing in the movie with, even with let Jared Leto's Joker. I was like, I don't like the look of him or the style or the way he says things or like anything about him. But <laughs> all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I was like, oh, they're trying to do this. Like, I could kind of get it. But the cartoons I've wanted about this, these animated features and stuff. So that's, those are on HBO Max too, right? Yeah. Most of them, yeah. yeah. There's a Harley Quinn animated show that's pretty funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I saw that on there too. I've, I just haven't watched any of them yet. But I'm like, until this new movie, we'll, talk, we'll get into it obviously later on. But I finally feel, felt like watching this movie, things clicked. And I was like, oh, that's what she's supposed to be. Or that's what the Suicide, suicide Squad is. So, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. I need to go watch the, some of those animated things and maybe it'll click better. I don't know if rewatching Suicide Squad or Birds of Prey again is in my future or if I, I don't ever think so. want to try it again. But they no. might also be helped by watching this latest movie. But, uh, Darren, for the rest of the DCEU, do you have any ones that you like? Out of all the um, movies? I like Man of Steel, even though it's tells the same Superman story everyone already knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of all of the Zack Snyder ones, I think that was probably the best one. Even yeah. after Snyder Cut, which Snyder Cut was, I think they broke it down. It was literally like 21 minutes of slow motion in that fucking movie. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Dear it's God. certainly very long. <laughs> oh, my God. Too much, too much slow motion. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a certain aesthetic with him, but um, overall, I liked, like when I, we watched um, Batman v Superman, the ultimate cut, I was like, oh, this is better than the original cut that I had seen uh, the first time. And then I liked the Snyder cut more, but I've also, like, I feel like I was kind of brainwashed. I haven't watched, like, I, I watched some of it again to, like, for the show and stuff, but uh, now I've kind of just forgotten about it, you know? Darren, uh, we have a friend named Mitch who lives in Canada. He's our Canadian girlfriend. He's a supermodel. Mm -hmm. And he has seen the Snyder Cut up to a point at least four times, possibly four more times. at this point. I, yeah. That's like yeah. 16 hours. Yeah. <laughs> he could have learned a new skill. <laughs> he could be he did. now. He did. He became a filmmaker inspired by the director's cut of <laughs> yeah. or, uh, Justice League. <laughs> Yeah, he's got a, uh, they had a Kickstarter that just ended, but uh, for a short film called The Druid's Hand, that's like a, a short horror film that looks pretty rad. Uh, really? Yeah, maybe you could say it was all all because of, he was like, I watched this super long movie four times so I could make a really short movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to narrow it down. It's going to be it, one slow motion scene. Mm -hmm. It's going to be uh, six hours long, but yeah. it is a short film. Yeah. Still yeah. considered. Yeah. It's one take. Man. Yeah, yeah he, he really liked, we watched with him uh, Aquaman. And like every, not everyone, all uh, a lot of them have like points that I like. Like Aquaman looked really pretty. Like the underwater scenes were like pretty neat and everything. But overall, I just like still was like I don't, I'm just not into a lot of these movies. Uh, Brent and I famously really just hated on Wonder Woman, the first one. But then 1984 makes Wonder Woman look like the fucking Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. I, you know? I mean, I, I like the first one. Oh yeah. See, a lot of people do. Uh, Brent and I just weren't into it, but. Uh, the third act is a little iffy. Yeah. But, you know, crushing Nazis to the whole thing. That was pretty cool. I do like crushing, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then 1984, what, uh, what are your thoughts on that one? Dear God. <laughs> I didn't like, think it could I be that I don't, know. I don't know how you missed the mark, like, that heavy. Yeah, right? And I understand, like, it seemed like every dude in that movie was like a sleaze bag. Oh, yeah. You know, and then at the end, the villain just is like, oh, I'm sorry. And his daughter's like, I forgive you. And it's like, what the yeah. fuck? What? Why? What, what? The armor? Like, the armor was pointless. I think the mm -hmm. best part, and which they should have just gone back and forth to, was her as a girl at the beginning. That was the best part of the whole movie. Oh, that's so interesting. That's like... Oh, my God. And they should have just cut back, like, throughout the movie, just cut back to her. Because that's what you wanted, like the origin like you know where she's from but touching on that is what could have made the movie better aren't they talking about like, like a ladies of themiscara movie of some sort that they're like in, they're doing the more more something with that i'm not sure what it was supposed to be <clears throat> so that might be right up your alley if they end up doing that but the the little girl they get to play her though to me is is not a great actress <laughs> and whatever <laughs> No. There's a part in the first movie, especially where she's like rolling around on the grass, and I'm like, it is 100% green screen, and I can't look at it as like real that they're actually at a place. I think the scenes they had um, on Themyscira in the Snyder Cut, I actually liked more um, than than most of anything so far. So I could get behind some of the stuff there, but um, overall, with with One Woman 84, I'm just I just didn't like like you said, they just missed the mark. Like I didn't get any of it. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. all over the place. The 80s was not a great place to do that movie. 
it's just a weird thing too. Like they're the timeline of that. I just mm-hmm. don't understand. I don't understand any of it. They were just like the eighties are totally popular right now, right? Let's do it. That was not. No, he's not. That's not true. <laughs> it's yes. not, like no one asked for that. That's what I'm saying. Like there's so many things. It's like, why do you need romance in this movie? Oh, and the there's whole so fact movies that he's actually this like, other dude. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah, do yeah. you need? Why does she need a dude in this movie at all? It's just. It like makes it some seem movies, like some movies have romance for no, absolutely no reason. Yeah, and, and especially for like Wonder Woman, like yeah. Wonder Woman does not need a man. Like you don't need a man, girl. Girl, get with it. Come on, you don't need a man, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm with it, you with that. That was one of the things that we uh, we left out of our Black Widow discussion. Stephen is that mm-hmm. there was no romance for her in that movie, and it was fine. Like you don't always need a romance for your lead character regardless of like gender or whatever yeah yeah yeah. um and uh they they forced that a little bit in uh what was it uh the winter soldier uh the cap the second captain america movie mm. they were like well he's into peggy carter's like grandniece or whatever at this point but right. um you really don't, don't need, yeah. yeah yeah he's really yeah. <clears throat> he's really getting the carters yeah mm-hmm. that's right mm. but he's like i'm still gonna end up with peggy uh, but yeah. I also fuck her granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> whatever, her niece or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> they just thought Captain America was gay. That's why they threw that in there. Cap's pretty gay, right? Like, yeah, right? So they're like, no, 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 no. Watch, he's going to kiss this chick. <laughs> <laughs> There's this dude on, uh, like, oh, okay. on Twitter named Ben Meckler, and I'm not even sure like what he does, but he basically just writes reviews about movies, and they get picked up, but they're always, he's always just trolling people. But for some reason, like actual news organizations will pick it up and be like, this guy's talking about this movie. And when he reviewed um, fucking Endgame, he was like, finally, Tony and Cap fuck in the first 30 <laughs> minutes. Like, <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's the movie we want to see. <laughs> that would just be amazing. Like, like they don't show anything really happened besides like kissing, but just watching them like slowly take off the armor and all their clothes. That would just be like a beautiful scene. Finally, you know, like this male mm-hmm. love. Yeah. It's just a lot of emotion. You know, that's why things got so ugly at the end of Civil War, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It was all, it was a love triangle with Bucky, clearly. Mm-hmm. They were like, I don't, I don't know what to do with yeah. these feelings. I'm going to punch you. Yeah. It's like in a fucking 22 Jump Street when they're, he's like fighting with that shake at the end and they're like, Are you going to kiss me? Are yeah. we fighting or kissing? It's like, Yeah. Bucky just gets closer and closer to Tony and they're like, <laughs> Are we going to fuck? Thanos yeah. <laughs> well, is just like a, a, like a galactic cock blocker. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Galactic cock blocker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a special skill. He's yeah. like, I love love too. Just nobody will touch my peen. <laughs> So, Darren, uh, you're here for the Suicide Squad, but you recently rewatched the 2016 Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. Can you give us your thoughts on those movies? Oh, yeah, like, please. do you do you like right, them? Because so Stephen and I did not. I guess I know. Can we call it the Harley Quinn trilogy? I That's don't know. I, that was kind of our our planning for yeah. this this rewatch. Yeah, we did this like all the Snyder like, movies, and now we're doing the Harley Quinn. Yeah, trilogy. it seemed like Idris Elba was like the main go. Like, it's a huge cast, but they kind of yeah. centered around him most of the time. Yeah, I wondered, uh, when I looked up the cast list for The Suicide Squad that just came out, Margot Robbie was listed first, like, on Wikipedia. 
And I was like, I think if you think of it as her trilogy and that way to talk about it is like a good way. But I thought like, this is basically following Idris through, he's like kind of our through line as the audience. And cause she didn't even show up, you know, until like, you know, a little bit further into the story and everything. So but this one, I mean, this one, she, it was more of the Harley Quinn you expected. It was like a hybrid of the first two. Because Birds of Prey, she's basically like a cartoon character. She's yeah. just like smiling and winking at the fourth walling it like the whole time. And the first one, she's just pretty hot. Like she's like completely yeah, like, yeah. sexualized, like, um, which is both aspects of how she's portrayed in the comics. But she's become a real anti hero when she used to be a mega villain, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think the newest one has the good like hybrid of like James Gunn was just like, I'll split the difference and just nail it. Yeah. Like, yeah, there you go. And he'll actually write good, funny jokes for her to say. Yeah. That helps. I I felt like watching Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey, which uh, like Brent said, I hadn't seen either of those until last week. I'd seen clips of both of them, but I had never seen the full movies and I love Margot Robbie and everything she does except for this role. And I was like, I just don't get what they're going for. And I was hoping that the new movie, it would click. And it totally fucking did. I was like, oh, that's why she's this way or whatever. Like so many things clicked with me that I wonder if I do ever care to rewatch those ones, if it'll help them. But like you said, like she's a cartoon character and Birds of Prey. And I felt like she had, Margot Robbie had so much to say as like an executive producer and stuff in that movie. Like she wanted to play that character so much, but I was like, but is this what they were going for? Like nothing really worked for me until this version. And then I was like, oh, I totally actually like this character and her playing it, you know? Yeah, Birds of Prey came together, I think more toward the end when the rest of the cast got in and they were mm-hmm. able to have like, we were able to go off each other and actually have dynamic, like Hunter yeah, yeah. was super serious, and they would like make jokes about that. And Rosie Perez is just, I don't know. <laughs> I said I there. love Rosie Perez, but I don't know I what do she too. is in that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, just a she's badass. They're just to say that she's old. That's what they yeah, right. Do. Like, they just kick her in the face the whole movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I was shocked that she. It, like we'll have to put like spoilers for all of these movies. Like hopefully everybody's watched those as well. Uh, but it's I was I was shocked that she actually is a one of the birds of prey in the end. I thought she was just going to be like the cop, you know, kind of in and out, and then it's like, oh no, now she like quit that. She's like a vigilante with them, and I was like, okay, uh, didn't didn't see that coming, you know. <laughs> Different version of that that I expected, but um, so you had had you seen. Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey before re- you rewatched them this week? Oh, yeah, yeah. And what'd you, what did you think initially and what did you think on the rewatch? Um, I liked Birds of Prey more than I did the first time I watched it. Maybe because I went into it thinking it was going to be something else, you know? Yeah, it yeah. It was yeah. rated R, but it only had R part in certain, like the face. Like, Ewan McGregor did his best, but the problem with the first two movies is the villains are just not you don't like you don't give a shit yeah like, like like a sorceress yeah it was in the first one i literally was just sitting here going, like who was the villain in suicide squad yeah yeah it was awful. like i thought that was really bad yeah um, for sure and then the second one you know mcgregor was like do you want to be ruthless or do you want to be like kooky like i felt like he would have fit like, in to like batman forever 
type of yeah type of movie, right like mm-hmm. yeah i felt like he was playing a 90s comic book villain in a you know late 20 teens movie and i was like i don't see that like i don't know this connection it was weird and he's that was, i mean it's human mcgregor he's amazing you know that was like the last superhero movie he saw it was like oh super yeah got it noted i've seen that no i got it i got it i got it i don't need coaching notes nope i'm gonna do my thing yeah and uh you just hit record he got phantom menace right after that he's like i've been rich and famous since then i don't watch movies like guys i obviously live amazing life so that's the last one i saw you know hey not for nothing but i fucking know jar jar okay (laughs) everyone's favorite yeah i thought ewan was a weird like in the was it Black Mask? Is that his name? Yeah, it was yeah. just so forgettable. Like I didn't, I, I don't know anything about that character. I was telling Brett before we talked about it and stuff. I, I didn't have any history with that character from comic books, whatever. And so it just seems it, like, it literally seems generic. Black Mask, and he puts on a mask, and there's nothing about it. It's just a black mask, mm-hmm. and he puts it on sometimes, and like, <laughs> the, like he doesn't even change his voice. Like it didn't matter. Like I was like, I don't understand. He's just like a a gangster, I guess. You know. Well, the the most and I said this on the podcast, but like the most disturbing part of that whole ordeal with the mask to me is he puts on this black skull mask and then he still refers to himself by Sionis or whatever, his last yeah. name. It's like, well, just call it, just call yourself black. Ma- That's a scarier name. People. Yeah. I don't know Sionis. what Sionis is, you know, like it's uh, just yeah, I had Sionis in my back one time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not as, not as scary, but definitely mm-hmm. hurtful, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what both of those movies. I there's just so many missed opportunities, um, and a lot of it just has a weird tone. My main thing, Darren, that that we had talked about, and Brent had finally pinpointed the word I was looking for was just annoyed. It was like the the look of those films is annoying to me. The the costuming, like the Joker alone, God, good God, oh God, that version of the Joker is so bad. Um, and there's so much of it is just like the neon and the, I don't know. There's just a lot of it. I didn't quite get. Um, and then this version, finally, I was like, Oh yeah. Like I think in James Gunn's hands, you know, like, like he did with guardians, like I will instantly love all these characters and he just has a way about that to make it kind of click better. Um, but yeah, I was not a fan of, of birds of prey in particular. I really hated myself after watching that movie. <laughs> I was angry. <laughs> um so yeah well should we just jump into the topic at hand then absolutely okay so we'll do it sprinkle in more yeah from those other two if we ever feel like a comparison's needed but um Mm -hmm. yeah i'm much more excited to talk about these than i was those other two all day long so Hmm. Mm. i'm getting a sense that you may have not hated yourself for for watching this one but no spoilers no spoilers I know, I know. uh except for the from this point forward spoilers going <laughs> ahead for the, the suicide squad from 2021 directed by james gunn um so uh did either of you go to a theater to watch this or did you watch it on hbo max yeah hbo max hbo yeah. max yep same yep yeah the box office numbers were really bad i heard about that um i don't know about oklahoma sense. But Texas's COVID numbers, like even though I'm vaccinated and stuff, like mm-hmm. I still I watch a little baby during the days and stuff, and um, she can't get me vaccinated, and our numbers are like fucking insane. So I'm like, I, even people I follow online that were like totally, they bought tickets for this already, they just decided to watch it at home because mm-hmm. it's just too much going around. So it was filmed in IMAX too. I wanted to see it. In what? IMAX. That's amazing. Sure. 
I'm pretty sure it's filmed in IMAX, yeah. Like parts of it, yeah. I, uh, I could tell when I was watching this on my phone uh, late Thursday night <laughs> for its early release. Uh, I was like, wow, I bet this looks really good. Not on my phone, but uh, look, I was fine with it. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't care. I had my earbuds in. I watched like the first hour and a half of this on my phone Thursday night before oh, bed. Man. Then I woke up and finished it uh, the Friday morning, essentially. Yeah. And uh, again, on my phone, the whole thing on my phone. That's just that's where wow. we're at, you know? Well, I guess if it's close enough, it, it mimics you being, you know, 30 feet from a 30-foot screen and being mm -hmm. three inches from a three-inch screen. Is I, that, like, similar? Kind of, sort of. So what I like to do when I watch stuff on my phone is I like to pretend I'm in the front row. Mm -hmm. So I, like, cock my neck back, like, on my pillow in an uncomfortable position for sure. two-plus hours. I actually set the phone on my face. So it's just, it's, oh, like, hard to close. tell what's going on. <laughs> I really have to, like, do a lot of eye pivoting just to, like, catch the action. And I'll be like, wait, who, what, what is happening? I just, and I'll uh, like whisper over to my wife, like what happened? And she's asleep. You know, she's yeah. not, she's not even awake. So yeah, it's a, it's a whole experience, but I do like to, I really like to re recapture that experience if I can. Mm -hmm. I do like to play sounds of people uh, chattering behind me just about favorite. You know, their work day and everything. Yeah. So, so you, you know. have like multiple sets of headphones around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Just to get like yeah, little I, bits and pieces. Yeah. I don't like to brag, but. <laughs> yeah. I like to play um I've got a separate earbud set up on my Apple TV in the living room that's uh -huh. playing just like audience chatter. Oh yeah. And uh yeah, I've got that set up. That's so a good thing. it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I I've really liked like I watched it on a an actual TV. Uh hmm. not to brag. Interesting choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that I think that route too. Yeah. yeah. My uh my wife Amanda started it with me. She seemed, she laughed a few times and she seemed kind of entertained, but about halfway through, she was like, I'm going to take a bath. And then she mm -hmm. came back like 20, 30 minutes later and then finished the movie. But I was curious, uh, what, what your, did you guys watch it with your wives or, or anybody? Nope. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You were alone next to you. I started, I started to with the two fellas, please. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Typical thing, right? It was, I mean, it was on the, you know, it started off pretty much on a juvenile note. Yes. You know, like very Deadpool-y, you know? Yeah. Because he took that R and he was like, yeah. let's do this. We got this R rating, let's go. I will say for sure, though, this one, um, I didn't even know what, what it was rated. It totally makes sense. It would be R. I mean, it's like super gory, like a lot of James Gunn's, especially like previous work and stuff, like Slither and all that. Um, and Birds of Prey... When I watched it and I was like, oh, yeah, this is R-rated, it's mostly because, like, they kept putting in, like, fucks, like, randomly. Yeah. Like, it just yeah. felt like, that felt more juvenile to me that it was like, they were like, oh, well, we can do it, so let's just put it in where we can. And it's like, you know, there's, like, a rhythm and a cadence to that kind of stuff. And then, I don't know, that I kind of missed what it could be for an R-rating, um, unlike, like, Deadpool, like, really embraced that in a good way, I thought. And then this one... Like, it just, I don't know. I didn't even think about it, I guess, you know? Mm -hmm. Just felt like a James Gunn movie. Felt more natural, for sure. Yeah. So I didn't watch any trailers leading up to this movie. Oh, that's right. Like, I was just, what? I don't know. Like the, yeah, the pandemic, yeah, the pandemic was just like, hey, this movie's coming out. Maybe, I don't know. Do you yeah. care? Like, <laughs> I didn't watch, beyond that first Black Widow trailer, when it was supposed to come out, like, in March of last year, or I guess May of last year, um, and stuff just kept getting pushed back. So it really sucked the energy out of like my enthusiasm for watching a, a new movie film coming out. 
So, and especially since this was coming out on like HBO Max, I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll see it if I see it or whatever. So when I went to go see F9 in theaters, they didn't show a trailer there. So that was like the one shot they had. Nice fucking try, Warner Brothers. You had your shot, you missed it, bitches. <laughs> that said, um, I, I do remember seeing like little clips on TV here and there. And I, I've seen some like stills from the movie. So I knew that uh, like what King Shark looked like and, and yeah. whatnot. But um, otherwise, I didn't know like what characters were going to be in this beyond Harley Quinn and like maybe a couple of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know Jai Courtney was in this until he showed up. Oh, really? Yeah, I had no idea. He's been in the back. He's like in the advertising in some of the DC comics that has him like as a solo character, like in the poster. It's like, oh, yeah. As Captain Boomerang coming back in yeah. the Suicide Squad. And it's a good thing, too, because much like Slipknot from the first movie, he's in there for a long time. You really get to experience his character. They really like plumb the depths of him as a uh, as a person. You see the humanity behind those eyes and the boomerangs. So that's cool. Uh, Totally worth it. But (laughs) um, because when Amanda was watching this, she started off and like Darren said, it is pretty like juvenile in the beginning and everything. But I was like laughing already and blah, blah, blah. And Amanda was like, do I need to know anything? Like, I didn't watch the first one. So I just mm-hmm. briefly told her, I was like, Amanda Waller, she has this team, whatever. But this is already showing you a better way of, like, yeah. how this comes together and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to, Jai Courtney was on there. And I was like, oh, God, I, I can't believe that guy's back. Like, I just don't like that character. I don't like this guy. And then he died. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And she was like, had no clue. She didn't care at all. But mm-hmm. I was very yeah, excited to see that. Yeah, there was a similar thing. My wife was like, why is Pete Davidson in this? And I was like, ah, oh, oh, yeah. this guy blown out. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so gross. Yeah. Man, they have a lot of really gnarly kills in this um, that were really fun. Yeah, I, I knew that Pete Davidson was in it. But um, mm-hmm. I like Brent, I, I had seen some trailers, but not in a while. Like once Brent said he wasn't watching anything, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't really need I, I'm already sold in this movie. I don't really want it to be ruined. So I f- had forgotten he was in it. Uh, but then also in the last few days since I watched it a day after it came out, um, some stuff had already been going around Twitter about it. And I, I saw an article about like a title, like a headline about the villain and then it had a picture of Nathan Fillion. Oh. And I was like, and I and they showed that like, his arms come off. So I was like, oh, I know he did that, but I thought more limbs would come off. And I thought going into this that he was gonna be, he was gonna turn out to be the main villain because of that weird connection of seeing that yeah. headline. And so whenever he like detaches his arms and it's so fucking stupid that he's just like slapping dude. <laughs> yeah. And then they like shoot his arms. I was like, oh, he's gonna come back. And so I waited the whole fucking movie for uh-huh. him to be like this behind the scenes villain. And like he's like, he just doesn't come back. That's it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they really kind of inadvertently threw me off the trail, you know. Mm-hmm. I knew with the cast being announced and that being or being that large, it was like in the concept behind the suicide squad. I'm like, oh well, a lot of these people have to die pretty early on, right? Like yeah, but I, I didn't realize. I thought everyone in the first part was going to die. Like, I was ready for it. Oh, really? Okay. I I was totally shocked. I I had heard a lot of people die, but the way they did the the two separate teams, and I I was like, oh, that makes total sense. Like, they, Uh the government, Amanda Waller, does not care about these people. She will totally throw them in to die just to distract, you know? Right. The first one is cannon fodder, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it totally was, it totally worked. Yeah, I loved it. I I was surprised that Michael Rooker died so early on because I know that, 
James Gunn yeah. likes to use him so often. But um, man, I, I really liked how they introduced that like second team because like once everyone was getting like fired at and everything and most of them were dying, I was like, oh shit, like what what's going to happen now? And then it like zooms out on that map and you see like the B squad coming in. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, okay. What a great way to like introduce yeah. those characters, you totally. know? Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And that was one of my criticisms about Birds of Prey is you would do flashbacks, but it really wouldn't do anything to enhance the moment you just watched. Whereas mm-hmm. this, you see the, the B squad like swim up on the beach and then it flashes yeah. back to how they got there. And it makes like way more sense. It's just handled a lot better in that yeah. version of the, the storytelling Jared, using that mechanism. And, and Birds of Prey, Brent and I were talking about like they do that you know, kind of non-linear storytelling, but like there wasn't any reason. And there was actually things that were way more confusing. It felt to watch them that way. And then have it explained. And this, it's like, yeah, it's like, that makes some sense of why, like, you don't need, you don't need to know about that B team. Cause that would ruin the whole surprise. Mm-hmm. There is like a, a whole reason for it. Yeah. It kind of just where everything just flowed better in this movie. And even mm-hmm. that like first seven minutes or whatever of like through that beach scene. And then like, Amanda Waller recruiting the people and the the her whole team like betting on everybody. Um, I I was like, was oh, the Suicide Squad. Like I was like, I get it. <laughs> they really like. I I didn't get quite the first movie, the 2016 Suicide Squad is so dour in comparison. It's so like the stakes seem higher, but they don't seem i don't know but you don't really get a lot of you don't care about them you don't have a lot of weight to it but they seem like oh this guy's got a daughter and they do that here and it's like in a lighter way or they'll bring in some drama and it kind of fits but it's mostly like jokey and and this one when i saw it i was like oh it's like these people are prisoners they just want to get out and play and the government wants them to go do some shit and they're like okay if i die i die whatever and the government's like if you die we certainly do not care and it all kind of just like worked for me. And I was like, when, it, when you showed instead of like the creation of the team and the first movie versus this, where they're just like constantly recruiting teams out of prison to do lots of stuff around the world. I was like, oh, I can totally get on board with this idea mm-hmm. of the Suicide Squad. And the first one, I just didn't care about anybody really. So it really helped me understand it better. Again, I don't think watching Suicide Squad from 2016 will help me but uh now but i understand it a little better at least you know as a concept as a concept yeah yeah and i'm I, excited yeah, like, for the suicide squad now well how know. many people uh, how many of them died in the first one yeah it's like they in had one? all the stakes but yeah they had that first dude as the example he gets his blown head uh, mm-hmm. his, his head blown off or whatever mm-hmm. uh, uh, el diablo eventually like yeah. kind of kills himself or whatever yeah. taking out that one but I didn't really... gray blob guy care about him you know a whole lot yeah. i mean they, he mm-hmm. was maybe one of the best that i cared about but mm-hmm. yeah they i want to see them all fucking die they're the suicide squad <laughs> like it makes sense yeah david david Ayer's so good at that it's like hey isn't this pretty cool no i'm not gonna explain it yeah <laughs> yeah i haven't like, seen you, a lot of his other did, stuff though did too. you see bright well he did a lot of cops mm. he did like you know he did that one with jill and hall um end, end of watch. watch yeah end of watch yeah, I uh, he, did, he does a lot of cop things. And yeah, like, did you see Bright? No, Brent, I think you saw that, right? Yeah, I, I saw it. One. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's the it first. Right. It's in that. Like the What's coolest that? part of Bright is like the setting, the world. Like 
sit like it's like a yeah, fantasy yeah. mixed with oh, reality. Oh, the concept of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. and it's like holy shit, there's a dragon flying back there. Holy shit, oh, this orc. Like, but then he did, nothing gets explained. It's yeah, just like hey, this is pretty cool, right? It's like yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I heard Enjoy mixed that. things about that movie, so I never ended up watching it. And now, like Netflix has so much shit, they don't even recommend it to me anymore. So I haven't even seen it on there forever. <laughs> uh, it's what I keep thinking, like, oh, I'll go watch that someday, and then I just forget. So yeah, but the, they're trying to say there's like an A or cut out there. Yeah, I was like, I don't see how that can improve. Like, yeah, I wonder though, right? It's just more Joker, and I was like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> like, what the fifty percent Joker? Oh God. I do. I, I heard we talked about that a little bit too. He had like a response with this one coming out about his supposed cut or whatever, but she was like, it's never going to see the light of day. But um, he was like, it had like no pop music in it at all. It was just like score. And I'm like, that already would be a wildly different movie. That would be uh, better because it was the most cliched soundtrack. Yeah. Like it, it drove me crazy. It had like, it was like the soundtrack of Platoon. I was like, yeah. It's like sympathy for the devil, and then like you had Bohemian Rhapsody, and then yeah. like Fortunate Son. I'm just like, oh my god! And nothing seems like we we had talked about Guardians of the Galaxy had been such a success with using music. Obviously, another James Gunn movie. He does that so well that when they put it in Suicide Squad, it just felt like they were copying that and not like they didn't understand why you would use Bohemian Rhapsody in a scene, and. I don't know, like just nothing really clicked right. And it felt like it was a movie made by committee, you know, mm -hmm. you know, so it, it kind of plays out that way. And this one feels, I definitely feel like James Gunn had talked about how WB was really like, just gave him a blank check. They're like, just do whatever you want to do, put in all the crazy ideas you have. And they were like, okay. And it really works. Like he, it's a singular vision in that way. And the craziness just keeps coming, and it and it's like it's just fun, you know. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a blast. Stephen, I want to go back and touch on something you said about the the uh, people that work in the office. They're taking bets on people oh, surviving yeah. or whatever, and it reminded me a lot of the cabin in the woods. Or, oh yeah, yeah, cabin in the woods. Yeah. And uh, I I wondered if that would help click things for you because there's something about like making it a uh, <clears throat> excuse me part of a workplace comedy uh -huh. that that helps kind of sell it's like a big deal for the 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 suicide squad characters themselves but like for the people in the back office they're just like yeah here we go again like we've got to like yeah, right. keep track of all the shit i'm at work right now you <laughs> you are making me work <laughs> yeah i don't like having to do this having to keep track of everyone this is taking time away from me playing minesweeper yeah it's, right it's not fair and it's not good yeah but um that, that guy's playing gattaca you know, <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a they make good use of uh like text on the screen and uh like kind of breaking the the movie up into chapters which i like quite a bit um like when they oh, yeah they they get back like they they do the flashback and they tell how the b squad like wound up on the beach and everything and then like the leaves or whatever on the beach get blown away to where it spells out now so it yeah, brings yeah. you back into the moment but it's also kind of like a chapter break mm -hmm. as well i love and they do that throughout the movie cool. yeah 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 I, I liked it a lot so i'm i'm all for that any type of creative yeah. like titling in a movie i'm all for yeah i thought that was fun um because it could just be like remember like when god was it civil war that came out that was the first one it was just a huge text over the screen yeah and it was mm -hmm. just like 
plain text, right? But um, mm-hmm. I like when they kind of play with those notions and, and chapters getting through it. But this one in particular, I thought was really fun. The way they would just kind of sneak them into the the, the scenery, you know? Yeah. Um, like they have one of the ones when I was doing my fast forward rewatch before the show to remember everything. They had like Operation Jotunheim and it's like in flames and smoke behind them. Mm-hmm. And then they decide to get Harley and it like it blows out the Jotunheim and it says Harley, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it's just like playful. Um and, and it feels like kids playing in a sandbox in a really good way. You know? Yeah. And there's the one title where it's, I can't remember what it said, but it, I actually like tap back 15 seconds to watch mm-hmm. it like two times, but it had the, um, whatever the title was, it was like built out of like stuff jutting out of a rooftop. Yeah. And that I was just, the other time. Yeah. Is that what it was? It was a okay. Different, a different part of it. Yeah. 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 And it like craned up and you could see how like the building blocks of each of the letters and everything. Oh, that was super cool. Yeah. yeah. That was rad. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff like that. Um, I feel like, yeah, he just really had a lot of fun. And uh, also, uh, I just want to bring it because just him him playing around with his friends in the sandbox is kind of how I imagine it. And his brother, Sean Gunn, is in a lot of his stuff. And mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about that weasel character either <laughs> in this. But when I first saw him, I was like, that's Sean Gunn. Yeah. That's Sean Gunn, like, uh-huh. his mannerisms, like... Uh-huh. Other that guy looks like a weasel. I would never have mm-hmm. said that. Never thought that. But I'm like, he does kind of have like maybe like some big eyes and like he just this mannerism. I was like, that is totally him. The mannerisms, yeah, the the build. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He said he does all the noises and stuff too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's just so cool. Like he just, you know, gets to enjoy having fun with his his family, his brothers on set all the time. You know, that sounds rad. Oh my God. When he was on the plane, like strapped in and Pete Davidson was next to him. And then he thought he was a werewolf and like, he started freaking out and everything. Oh man, that was so good. That was so good. And then yeah, like, a lot of um, in there. uh, yeah, was what was it? Rick flag was like, he's not, not dangerous. And he's like, yeah, yeah well, why is he on the mission? He's like, well, he's killed like 27 children or whatever, but like, yeah. he's, he's mostly fine. And then he's like, and he's, Agreed to do. He's agreed to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this guy has no concept of anything you guys are talking about. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I I was a little bummed out where it looked like he drowned, like oh, as God. they were like, coming out of the plane, yeah. and he washed up on the or uh, Michael Rooker dragged him up on the yeah. beach. But at the very yeah. very end, like in the mid credit scene, you find out he he was fine. Yeah, yeah. He was just like right. Yeah. Like, waterlogged. Awesome. Runs into the woods or runs into the the foliage again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the fact that like that again, like that workplace vibe. Um, which I hadn't even connected with Cabin in the Woods, but totally, you're right. That's like a, a good mm-hmm. comparison and a, a way that it like is a good intro to this type of comedy or whatever with these people who are just like mm-hmm. living their lives. But when he falls and he's just like scrambling in the water and they're all like, did you check if he could swim? Did nobody check yeah. if he could swim? <laughs> God, I like that kind of stuff because it does feel like these government guys are just doing, they don't care about any of these people. These are all they're bad throwing people. bodies at it. children. That's a yeah. bad dude, right? Like, yeah. who cares uh-huh. if he fucking drowns? But yeah. it was just so funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, kind of hope he does. But, uh, but yeah, I, I just because it was Sean Gunn, and it's just so silly. And then I didn't know that was in there, uh, kind of like going back to what you guys are saying, just if everybody in that first scene is just going to die, essentially. You know, everybody but Harley, I guess, in that team pretty much dies. Well, I think that's why Michael Ripper, like, started swimming away he's like oh shit we're yeah, like right? the distraction like he's yeah. the only one that realized what the hell was going on mm-hmm. yeah yeah and he like tries to get away and it just blows that off anyway um yeah but it's like who i didn't think like the weasel was going to mm-hmm. stick around you know to do more and then when mm-hmm. that happens it was just it just plays out really well yeah uh, it was uh harley and rick flag both survived oh, yeah, that yeah. ordeal because he gets um, taken by one group and she gets taken by another yeah 
speaking of which, like whenever she shows up on the plane and boomerangs there and they like recognize each other. And he was like, well, how'd you end up back in prison? And she says, I can't remember what, what she says, like what, what excuse it was, but it was just like a quick aside to explain. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I drove off into the sunset and birds of prey, but now I'm back here or whatever. So it's just like, no, uh, no protege either. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, I don't know. There was like some confusion leading up to the movie, I guess with, with fans, uh, by the way, they're, they're fans for the DCEU wild. Um, but they were like, so is this a reboot or like, how is this, how is this working? But it does kind of fit easily into the continuity of the, the other movies. Like it's just, this is the better version. We don't ever need to watch the 2016 movie ever again. It is, it is a good like trilogy ender for Harley Quinn. I don't know yeah. if she'll keep going with that character or whatever, but as thinking about that and, and the third one being the best one by far, you know? Oh yes. Totally 100%. works for me. Um, mm-hmm. And then just knowing the other ones exist is okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's not great, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a, a cast list you're able to, to pull yeah. up and maybe we can like go through those because there's a lot of interesting choices for, for the cast. Um, like we discussed, Rick Flag by uh, by uh, as played by Joel Kinnaman is back. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, Margot Robbie back as Harley Quinn, and then uh, Jack Courtney as Boomerang. Yep. Amanda Waller. Uh, God, I'm gonna call her Viola Olivia, Davis. but it's Viola. Viola. Yeah, yeah. I always mix those letters up. I loved her in this too because she had some. Well, she's kind of like the the straight woman, you know. She doesn't really mm-hmm. joke around, but um, she had moments around her, like with she's in that whole scene with like. Did anybody check if a weasel can swim? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I rolled her eyes. She's like, yeah, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> like these fucking yeah. losers I'm working with. But yeah. then she, like that moment when they uh they get Idris Elba's blood sport there. I think it's him who like holds the the blade to her throat or yeah. whatever. And she's mm-hmm. like, she's like, stand down. Like she mm-hmm. really went like full Viola Davis. Yeah. Like Oscar performance style Viola Davis. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit, this is what you need to do. If you're gonna get her in your movie, yeah, you gotta like utilize her. Mm-hmm. And a good way to to kind of mix those together. So yeah, Idris Elba as Bloodsport, uh, Pete Davidson uh, is in it. Um, you know who did King Shark? Yeah, I had to tell Amanda like halfway through. Stallone did the voice, right? Yeah, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was um, awesome. Steve Agee did the like he was on set as that character. I guess in like a I mocap that on here, suit yeah. or something. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Oh yeah, he's in the New Girl and stuff. Um, yeah, he he, I, he was uh, in Guardians too as well. Yeah, right on. Mm-hmm. Um, Taika Waititi is in yeah. this. Uh, oh, right yeah, that was that yeah, was that was pretty cute. rad. Um, I I was surprised. Uh, I also like Idris's character Bloodsport. Uh, I also do not like rats, and uh, maybe not to his mm-hmm. his hatred of them, but uh, uh, Ratcatcher number two, uh, Daniela Melchior, Melchior is her name, I guess. Um, she ended up being like she was so like heartwarming to me like whenever king shark tries to eat her and mm. then uh she like she's like no look his his eyes are smiling and stuff yeah. like it seemed really endearing to me i really liked her a lot i don't know her from from anything i don't think but i am so happy and i think it's so funny that they included a character with a sequel in her name yeah as Ratcatcher too. <laughs> yeah. uh, they do that sometimes for comics if a hero replaces another one or whatever they'll have it like as so-and-so two or three or whatever yeah um, but i like that they drag the numbering into this character and a lot of these characters are so obscure like i don't even know who they are and i've right been on. reading comics almost my whole life you know yeah, i'm 17 like, so that's crazy 
I wondered, uh, some of them like uh, Flew the Borg plays Javelin. He was yeah. in like Pitch Perfect 2. That's all I really know him from. But um, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if any of these people mean anything to anybody, if they're just kind of obscure from the comic books or whatever, like because yeah. he barely even gets to do anything. Um, but his Javelin obviously comes into play in a big way. Yeah. Uh, Sean, yeah. Sean Gunn is Weasel. Uh, Nathan Fillion is uh, TDK. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking love that whole, just, like, your, your Dude, name's just what is, letters? What is, what is arms are just, like, flapping his <laughs> yeah. shoulders? Yeah. And they're just standing there, like, being annoyed. I, I love the reveal, too, because I knew oh he was playing God. the detachable kid. Yeah. But then I was like, are they not going, going to mention it? Because it's it's got to come up at a certain point, right? We got right. two hours to this fucking thing. And then, like, as he, like, stands up and reveals, like, I'm the detachable kid. Those <laughs> <laughs> like, arms pop out of socket. And they have the little, like, nubbins on yeah. the inside of them. Oh, my oh, God. Man. It was handled so well. I love yeah. it so much. Handled. Uh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah um, who else we got? Uh, Joel Kinnaman. So uh, you mentioned he's back as Rick Flag. I had read an interview before I watched this about him being able to come back and about how he's his career has never really taken off like he wanted to. Like I had completely mm-hmm. forgotten he was in the new RoboCop movie. Oh yeah, because um, mm-hmm. that came out when I was working at Alamo Draft House, and I remember like nobody went to see it, and yeah, I didn't care to see it. And he he seems like a really nice guy, but he was mm-hmm. saying that he was really glad. He talked about their tattoos. Uh, Britt and I were making fun of them getting Suicide Squad S. What was it? SKWAD. Yep. Uh, tattooed like all those, all that crew on the first movie did, like Will Smith and all that, all those people. And it's like I, that movie is so shitty. You know, like why would they do that? But they had. He said like they had like a big rapport as a team. You know, um, but he wanted to come back and be able to do it differently. And I'm so glad they just like don't even mention the, the whatever the sorceress chick. Is it just the sources? What was uh, Enchantress? Enchantress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that was like his whole thing in the first movies. That's what, Enchantress, that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm so glad like they just kind of go away from that. He seemed much more of like a, like in the first movie, I didn't understand. Like I was like, he's just like a good soldier. Like, okay, you know. And this one, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's like a G.I. Joe cartoon. Like, yeah, more he's or less. Really yeah. like that kind of, you know, gung ho soldier, whatever. And, and uh, so he worked a lot better for me in this version as well, just like Harley Quinn mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, I kind of like Rick Flagg. That's interesting, like how they could turn it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, David Dast Melchin, Melchin. I'm going to try to say Dust Melchin. Dust Melchin. Mm-hmm. Um, who's been in a bunch of stuff. He's like a character actor you see come up in mm-hmm. a lot of things. Like he's, he's been, been in the Ant Man movies. Oh, yeah. And he's in the Ant Man mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, right on. Yep. Um, yeah. And he, he played Polka Dot Man, who I knew. It's silly, but I knew it was supposed yeah. to be really deadly, and I liked how it all played out. And his mm-hmm. fucking mom showing up everywhere. Oh my, oh my god. god! Yeah, Fuck, man, so funny. Yeah, yeah, that totally that, worked. That shot yeah. where it's like he's looking at all the squad members in that jungle, and every single one of them yeah. is a virgin of his mother. Yeah, it cracked me up so much. And then at the end of the movie, where he pictured a giant mom, I kind of wonder yeah. what it was going to look like, but it was just like his mom as like a, a giant character or whatever. But yeah, man, like it works so up. well. So he's like, fucking I'm funny. I'm a superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking crushed. Yeah. I love that nobody, I mean, we do have like our main characters, Idris and Marco and stuff that like stick mm-hmm. around, but like really everybody's on the chopping block at any time. Uh, mm-hmm. And they really get hurt. Like uh, when that building is falling down later on, like Idris Elba, like, you know, grapple something and then like he swings and breaks his whole mask and everything like mm-hmm. they really like you know go through some damage and everything um alex braga uh, alice braga uh as soul soria she's just that like freedom fighter um 
but she was uh mm-hmm. gosh she was in that new mutants movie she's like the yes. doctor right i like her doctor Rise, in, yeah uh, mm-hmm. yeah i didn't know she was in this movie until i saw her pop up though yeah she she looked familiar and so after i watched or finished mm-hmm. watching the movie i looked her up and i was like i have to know her from something i, lo- I pulled up wikipedia and i was looking through her, her credits it was like new mutants new mutants oh yeah i've oh, seen yeah. that oh yeah that's right oh, she was yeah. like that movie is so forgettable unfortunately yeah. but yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and then uh Peter uh, Peter Capaldi as the the thinker. Mm-hmm. Um, I I couldn't think of who like why I knew him until just now when I see him with hair and he was one of the Doctor Who guys, right? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. one of the doctors. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. So um, yeah, they have a, a few other people listed on here. Uh, we'll, we'll throw this out: Julio Caesar Ruiz as Milton. Rest in peace, Milton. Milton, yeah. <laughs> when, when it showed them like walking out of the smoke, I saw all of them and I saw that character. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, this guy's still with them. And so then he gets like fucking smoked in that office. And then there was like a big reaction and a conversation about yeah, him still right. being there. And they're like, who the fuck is this? And then that later, was, that was awesome. that was oh, I love it. Parts. Yeah. And then later, where Harley confuses <clears throat> uh, Bloodsport's real name to be Milton. <laughs> She's like, we had a whole conversation about this for like three hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that scene in particular, there were a couple with Harley Quinn. Um, her escape from uh, you know being tortured and stuff by those dudes. Whenever she starts shooting the guns and all the flowers, like the colorful flowers pop up, yeah, there's like birds and stuff. That also was like birds of prey watching all of the colorfulness. Like I didn't understand. Like I was, and like I think it's in maybe in Suicide Squad where she like blows up the the factory or whatever and like it's like like colorful fireworks and stuff like Mm -hmm. i was like i just don't get it like i don't understand what this aesthetic is and in Mm -hmm. this movie i was like oh she's crazy she thinks she's a disney princess yeah she's a like a crazy murderer oh like that it finally worked for me that's what finally clicked and then Mm -hmm. her joking in that scene about like i think i'd remember if there was a milton yeah like (laughs) I was like, oh, like I get her humor now, you know. Mm-hmm. There was so much that was well played with her, and I think that Margot Robbie did a really good job of being very mm-hmm. funny in that role. That this is the first time that I was like, oh, I like her as Harley Quinn, you know. It took this mm-hmm. movie to do it for me, Stephen. Um, yeah, you went through the cast list, but you omitted one major character played by. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just gonna say it: the summer of Cena continues. John Cena as Peacemaker. Oh. He was the number one on there. I totally skipped him. Right. <laughs> he was number one on that list. It's like on the first, like when you just search and it like pulls up the cast list on Google. Yeah. Really? Wow. I had skipped it because we already talked about Margot Robbie and she's next to him. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool. I'll get back to John Cena. Yeah. yeah. Totally forgot John Cena's in this movie. So yeah. I saw him in F9. And, uh, oh, yeah. you know, like when you're playing Dominic Toretto's brother, a super stoic character that uh, Vin Diesel portrays, uh, there's not a whole lot of room for acting in uh as that character or whatever but in this he's just like a fully formed like character like i i I liked him as peacemaker a lot i thought he did a great job and as i was reading the uh the wikipedia article about the like pre-production and all this stuff i saw that dave batista was originally going to play this character Mm -hmm. but there was like some scheduling stuff with the uh the out of focus uh zombie movie Zack snyder was making that he was going to be in so they recast John Cena, which is again spectacular. I I thought I it was he's so funny. Way better than this than yeah. When he shows up in his tidy whities in the jungle, just because <laughs> <laughs> he'd been sleeping, I was like, holy shit, they're really fucking going for this. And then also, I have to talk. My favorite part of this entire fucking movie was when they're in the little theater 
the B squad is with uh, Amanda Waller and they're talking mm-hmm. about like the mission and everything. And John Cena as peacemaker, uh, th- there's like a project starfish or whatever. And he goes, uh, starfish <laughs> is slang for buttholes in a relation. I was like, Oh my God, they fucking nailed it. <laughs> there's an incredible limp biscuit album called chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavored water. That's a reference to buttholes as well. I'm just like, they fuck it. They, somebody they had to be a biscuit it. head oh, over yeah. there. Biscuit yeah. Head. Yeah. Maybe John Cena. Could be. You never know. Yep. He used to rap back in the day. So, wow. Mm-hmm. John Cena is one of those that really grew on me over time. A lot of these wrestlers that turned actor, like I was really skeptical of them because I'm not into wrestling at all. So mm-hmm. I had no, I, I just knew them like peripherally. Right. But like mm-hmm. The Rock, obviously, he's like one of the number one, he's like the number one star in the world right now or something like that. Yep. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cena really like is very funny. Um, and a lot of stuff I've seen him in. And uh, I know they're doing like a, a TV show with Peacemaker as well, uh, mm-hmm. I guess on HBO Max, right? Yeah. Um, so after this, I was like, he seems so, uh, in good and bad ways, what America is, you know, like the whole fact that he's like, I want justice and peace. And I don't care how many men, women, and children I have to murder to get there. You know? <laughs> really, he loves uh, peace so much, he's going to be as violent as yeah. fucking possible to achieve it. Yeah, it's so fucking funny. Uh, oh, it's that, was, that was a good turn with, with, at the end. Oh yeah, whenever he like won't let Flag take the the hard drive and stuff. Right. And he like, starts fighting everybody else. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was sad when because they like showed him stab. They like went into his chest. And he, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. like this guy is dead. Like yeah, your favorite character just died. You're like oh fuck. Yeah. Well, that was you funny know what? for me. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Okay, I was just going to say that article I read with uh, Joel Kinnaman, they were talking, like, they wouldn't spoil anything, but they were talking about, like, if he would play this role again. And he was like, oh, I totally would in a heartbeat or something like that. So oh, I fully expected him to In a heartbeat. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, but they, yeah, they full-on show his heart get stabbed. So, yeah. Uh, and then he doesn't show up again, like, John Cena, Peacemaker, pops up again, and he's still alive. And that, like, post-credits sequence. I won't. I wonder if they did that just to show like, because they were, they were both fighting each other. Right. And one of them survived. So to like really put forth that one character is dead and the other one survived, they had to zoom in and show his heart actually like stopping yeah, no or like being back, punctured. Yeah. yeah. Like if it's, it's a done deal at that point. But yeah. when, when uh, Rick flag got stabbed in the chest, I was, I like felt something. I was like, Oh my God, mm. I, I like this character now. And now he, he gone, you yeah, know, sad. Yeah. I was like, you got me. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like, again, for characters that were already introduced in a movie that I did not care about them. Mm -hmm. Like, I could have cared less if he died in the first Suicide Squad movie. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, oh, I actually am rooting for this guy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Gets sad. But yeah, we'll see what the Peacemaker comes up with in that show. In the comics, Polka Dot Man is a joke. Like, and he is in this movie to an extent as well. But uh, (laughs) when they're again in that theater, and uh, Idris Elba was like, we're probably going to die. And then uh, Polka Dot Man was like, oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, there's something there. Okay, and then like yeah. later you see his like face being morphed by all of this like Polka Dot energy or whatever that's like oh yeah, manipulating his body. And then he walks up into the jungle and disperses it at night or whatever. Um, and then like at the end, he died. And I was like, oh man, that sucks because I liked him. But then like part of me was like, well, no, he's at peace. You know, he yeah, doesn't right. have to fuck with us anymore. So he he got the satisfaction of being a superhero, yep. and then immediately died after that. But uh, I thought it was, like he experienced the the full arc 
of his character i think so yeah and he was good at it um Mm -hmm. one of my favorite like joking scenes that ends up being extremely disturbing is uh when they all get drunk at that bar while they're waiting Mm -hmm. he's well john cena too his dance moves are fucking hilarious uh hilariously Mm -hmm. bad but then uh polka dot man is like dancing with all those chicks and he looks like he's having the time of his life yeah and then it shows him dancing with all of his moms and i was like (laughs) 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 but it was so well done uh another thing i noticed when uh looking at the the wikipedia article and again you can't lie on wikipedia it's all true um but when they were making this movie and they had cast idris elba there was a lot of talk that they had recast the role of deadshot played by will smith in the Mm -hmm. first movie and they're they're like conflicting reports because at, at one point idris elba gave an interview where it was like it was always going to be a different character mm-hmm. but i mean like for the most part they're they're the same character they've got yeah guns they fire off of their forearms they've got this magical helmet that they can like zap on and zap off but that's not really a big deal because the mcu does it in every character but yeah. um he's got a, an estranged daughter that he's like trying mm-hmm. to connect with and and all of this stuff so um but for all intents and purposes they could be the same character but i like that they kept them separate if they do make a follow-up to this movie and the quality is just as good i think it'd be fun to bring will smith and idris elba together on screen mm. um just have those characters like interact i think that would be it'd be fun i'd be up for that and this is like the first time i've seen it took 10 goddamn movies for the dceu to like make me feel this way but like after i was done watching this movie i was like oh i wonder what they could do next and i was like trying to think of other right. characters they could like bring in or whatever but i do think like bringing some of the uh like will smith into um to be with some of these characters i think that'd be a lot of fun you know yeah, you gotta I, bring weasel back of course obviously yeah, you gotta bring him back very important character when they kept calling him Bloodsport, i i literally thought that was just the name of will smith's character in the other movie like i had to like <laughs> I, I just completely forgotten and they are so similar been. yeah but it's it's like that joel kinnaman interview where he was like i was glad to have another chance at the character and to yeah. show like what they could do with it and it's so much better so in that regard i for sure i would agree to like I would love to see what Will Smith's character would be like under a James Gunn direction mm-hmm. and, uh, and maybe it'd work out, but I also didn't feel like I missed him in this one, you know, and Idris mm-hmm. is such a fucking great actor. Yeah. Um, and anything he does. So I was really excited to see him in it. So mm-hmm. it all kind of worked for me, but, uh, yeah, I could see that. I thought too, like this movie plays like, it's just one story amongst lots of suicide squad stories that they hire these people or like, you know, recruit them and stuff for it. Mm-hmm. So it just, it easily fits in that they would just make more and like, they don't have to have really any connection at all. Complete, it can be a completely new team yeah. every time, you know, and like whatever. And I would be on board with whatever they want to do with it. I know that DC said James Gunn can come back and do whatever he wants. So. Oh yeah, they said that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he said he's going to work on like Guardians 3. But then after that, you know, he'd have he's like open i guess you know and so he's mm-hmm. like i had a lot of fun playing you know with with the sandbox and stuff it'd be cool and it was for sure the first dc movie like some of them are okay but it's like really begrudgingly i'm trying to like give them any kind of you know praise or whatever and this one i was like oh i like dc movies now you know yeah like, right yeah this is what mm-hmm. i've been waiting for brent and i notorious mm-hmm. to rip on them all the time but i'm like oh i actually enjoyed this one finally you know yeah because well, the executives like stayed out of their business right yeah make the fun. like kevin feige would be like yeah this is the direction we're going in there you go yeah 
you know, do your thing. Because all the higher ups have changed and stuff, I think. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just a completely different beast for a DC movie. Like, they've had such a hard time with being dark and the comedy just not being great when they try to do it and they try to make some of them lighter and they, with mixed results, mm-hmm. um, like through like with Wonder Woman 84 and stuff, just being like a train wreck. Um, well, even Zach, Zach Snyder, I don't, I don't like his vision, like what he tried to do. Yeah. I, I don't think he can write Batman to save his fucking life. Like, yeah. I, I, I couldn't stand the way he wrote Batman, but... Yeah, it's it's interesting with those because uh, after watching the Snyder Cut stuff, like I was more on board with what his vision was. And I even thought about it, like it would be a much better to me to take all of the footage he shot with just like a Batman and Superman story and leading into the Justice League. And it would have fit better as instead of like all these super long ass movies is like I would have rather watched like an eight part series, like TV series of all those things. But at the end of the day, I don't really care because I don't like his vision for it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I always try to make it work, right? Yeah. So I, I, I'm just not fully on board with, like, some Snyder movies I like a lot. Like, I like his Dawn of the Dead remake a lot. Um, I'm even a fan of Sucker Punch, which most people aren't. But this, like, giving him the reins of all of that and just letting him do whatever he wanted versus... Mm-hmm giving James Gunn the reins of whatever, you know, and do whatever he wanted is like night and day difference. Like this actually was enjoyable. Even if I liked some of the Snyder Cut movies, I don't really know that I enjoyed myself ever. (laughs) Yeah. I I remember seeing somewhere that on this movie, James Gunn was given the okay to kill whoever he wanted. I was like, really? Whoever you want? Like, Mm. are they going to kill Harley Quinn? Right. Are they really going to do that? I don't know. What if she died in the first scene, right? Like, Beast, oh yeah you know yeah wild mm-hmm. yeah um uh let's see what else oh uh king shark what are your what are your guys thoughts on that because oh, yeah, i thought true. it was so much fun it was like the point where he like raised his hand and he pointed at his hand and he said hand that was <laughs> i was like okay yeah i'm in i'm in for this darren nom what do you nom. think nom nom yeah <laughs> <laughs> no not now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Stallone was a great choice mm-hmm. for the voice of that as well. But I didn't know any. I didn't know what to think of King Shark when they first show him, and he uh, he's reading that book upside down. <laughs> I thought mm-hmm. for sure it was a ploy, and that he was actually going to be extremely smart. Yeah, I thought that was all going to be like revealed. But then I really, once I realized, like, oh no, he's really dumb. Mm-hmm. Like when he meets those other fish, and he's like, "New dumb friends." <laughs> um i was like he really is that dumb happy guy you know like, yeah it totally works and i liked it a lot and the, he's, that stone got involved with it you know it's pretty rad he has that dad bod going on as well oh yeah yeah fuck yeah dad shark bod mm-hmm. hey did you guys see the the dick that was in this movie i feel like there was a, a dick i was gonna rewind it but i'm not a huge fan of seeing dicks oh don't <laughs> Well, I've got like several versions of it on my phone that I will all text over to you. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Several frames. All (laughs) all the the, frames. It was in the 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 hut. Like, yeah. Yeah, When they're going through and just like killing people, there's one guy that like stands up and he's got no pants on and like he gets shot, falls backwards and his little like dick flops. But that was pretty funny. He was, he was pulling a Darren. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That scene was funny where they're just one up each other. Yeah. Right. And it was like, oh, those are all good guys. Oh man, when they go in there and Rick Flag is just like drinking tea or whatever, he's like, "This is the rebel base," and they're just like, 
Oh, <laughs> that was so well played. Where they were like, how did uh, they said something? And it was like, yeah, we didn't see anyone, but there was, we didn't, we didn't come across anyone. I, don't yeah. care. <laughs> I also like the, uh, the, the rivalry that's set up uh, like earlier in the prison with um, blood sport and peacemaker <laughs> where uh, John Cena was like, I would, I would, he says something about like getting even more of a bullseye or whatever. And yeah. he's like, well, how do you do that? It's like I, smaller bullets. Yeah. I, my bullet would go through your bullet without touching the sides. And, and then, then like plays they, back later. Yeah. 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 Where uh, blood like, sports, like just gotten smaller bullets specifically yeah. for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, good callbacks in this that feel like worth it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So should we talk about the actual big villain at the end? Sorrow? Oh my God. Yes. I had heard about this and I saw like one frame. I was like, I don't ever want to see any of this again until the movie comes yeah. out. I could not believe they brought sorrow into this fucking thing. But then I was like, oh, it's James Gunn, the man who gave us Ego, the living planet and yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Also, Rocket Raccoon and Group. So, yeah. yeah, I can kind of believe it. But man, that was... It was a good choice. It was a good it, choice. It really was. It was yeah. Great. Yeah. We got a motherfucking kaiju in this joint. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I love it. I thought it looked, it was like colorful and fun. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about that character though, like comic book wise or whatever. Um, the the very first issue of yeah. Justice League of America has Starro on the cover. It has like Wonder Woman, Aquaman, The Flash, like fighting it or whatever. Oh, right on. Um, and it, it looks like fairly comic accurate. I'm sure they yeah. like zhuzhed it up a little bit for, for a movie, but like otherwise it, it's a fucking giant cosmic starfish. Yeah, it's all right there, you know. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's I love like it. uh, when it opens its like arms and it shoots all that shit out. Like it just, uh-huh. yeah, it just made me like queasy. It was just like it's disturbing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was so well done. I really like that it like takes over the people's faces and then like it talks through them and stuff. That was really mm-hmm. creepy. Yeah. Um, I really thought at first, you know, it's kind of like I'm just a prisoner here. I just want to get out and. I really liked looking at the stars and stuff. I thought it was going to mm-hmm. end up like not fighting the suicide squad basically like, uh, but then they, they, and it doesn't, it really doesn't care about them. It really just, mm-hmm. it just like starts conquering that city. Yeah. And then they decide to save the city and stuff. So it, it all just mm-hmm. played out good story wise to me, you know? Um, and when the team like knocks out Amanda Waller, so she can't, you know, kill them all in the field. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I dug that, um, they did a lot of good stuff with it that ended up being really fun that I didn't expect, mm-hmm. you know, going into this movie. I didn't know anything about that. So. Oh my God. Where yeah, that was a good Harley story. uses the javelin to puncture its eye and like dive in there. Ugh, I was just like, so Ugh, disgusting. Ugh, it was gross. And then like, even worse is like after all the rats get in there Ugh. and they start like chewing up the nerves and everything, it has a, a, uh, a view outside of Starro where you can see like the blood sloshing in yes. its eye. I thought she was, was going to hit it and it was more like going to be like a pop. Yeah, that's what you I know? thought. She would just fall away or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whenever she dives inside, and again, it's like Harley's version of it. It's like all colorful and stuff because Star was really colorful. And yeah. she's just like swimming like, oh, this is lovely. And then yeah. the rat, when the rats come in, that's when Amanda had gotten back in the room. And she was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and then like starts eating all the different like veins yeah. and stuff and mm-hmm. the like nerves. Ugh. Yeah, that was that was... James Gunn, disgusting in a really good way. Mm-hmm. So gross and fun. Yeah, that was crazy. Darren, what yeah. do you think of the uh, the final fight there? It was yeah, it was pretty gross. The asked and answered. Pretty, na- pretty nasty. <laughs> I liked it. 
the rats coming in there is really what gets me and the rats that like helped them kind of get to that point to like distract Starro and go with mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. i didn't expect to go inside like that um it was it was more disgusting than i was prepared for at first but for sure yeah that mm-hmm. was a lot it's a lot to take in yeah Phew. yeah but i also like how they uh the team at the end i i like they mentioned you know a little bit about harley quinn and like like you said, like Captain Boomerang being like, why are you back in prison and stuff? And she's like, I got a speeding ticket for driving into a bank or whatever. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that they, that version of the Suicide Squad as well. Like in the first one, it, it's the first version of this. Like they're they're creating the team, you know, and it was okay. This one, I'm like, oh, they're just like in and out. And she'll just like, okay, I'll go on a mission for a little while. I'll probably escape. And mm-hmm. at the end, when they were able to use that hard drive to like, you know, get their freedom uh, from Amanda Waller and stuff. Um, I think it's fun because it's like, if they do a sequel to this, they might come back. They might be caught again, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. They might have all new people and stuff. But now I'm, whatever it is, I'm actually excited for the future though of DC, you know, so. Yeah. What is the next movie they have coming out? Is that like Aquaman 2 or something? I know that Shazam 2 is shooting. (laughs) That's right. That director talked about not going to the theaters and watching it and two, two chunks on the set of Shazam. So I don't know if that's the next one to be released. I don't know. I know that they are, they're working on Aquaman two as well. Okay. Um, and they have uh black Adam that's going to be coming out. Oh yeah. Soonish as well. So and that's the rock, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It'll be interesting. I, I feel like yeah. with, with Marvel, they were, they had their two like big, uh, like comic book teams they were they put forth. So you've got the Avengers, you've got the guardians and how do we get them together? And they eventually did it. With DC, they've got the Justice League and they've got the Suicide Squad. And you would imagine that one would go after the other at a certain point, but I don't know how they would do that since mm-hmm. I guess they <clears throat> they don't seem to be interested in some of the yeah. actors for like Superman and Batman coming back necessarily for yeah. another Justice League movie, which is insane to oh, me. Oh, the, the Flash movie also is like shooting. That's right. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Batfleck is back doing basically. Flashpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that one, from what I've heard of it, seems like it could be cool. It has Andy Muschietti, the director of it, uh, it. On, on board. Mm-hmm. And uh I don't know, like they've like Darren, were you a fan of Shazam, the first movie? Do what? Were you a fan of the Shazam movie? Yeah, it's fine. So I, I liked that that was probably my number one. DC. The, Shaz- the Shazam family completely threw me up for a loop. I didn't think it. Yeah, right. Um, and so the new one, I'm I'm down for as well. For that, but I don't know like how that'll all play out. That's the same director coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like Zachary Levi a lot and stuff. The Batman. Don't forget about the Batman. Oh yeah, the Batman. Mm-hmm. Man, these. Can we talk about that real quick? The's just adding the in front of it. It makes it very difficult to, to talk about these movies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, especially I, like four years, like five years later or whatever, from Suicide Squad to the Suicide Squad. That makes it extremely hard. Again, in the, the Wikipedia article I read, it said that James Gunn threw out the Suicide Squad as a joke title and that the executives were like, no, yeah, we like it. I don't know how true that is, but I'm willing to make, we can just say that's El Task Cannon. And if anything, yeah. that's, uh, that seems, Seems legit to me. Seems like Very something a movie studio would yeah. do. Yeah. At least with the Batman, our only version of just Batman was, you know, 30 something years ago. Yeah. 
that actually like there's a little time in between and i won't confuse them uh, mm-hmm. you know as much but um it's like talking about like halloween 2018 yeah you know like it just makes it like or the the thing that was a prequel to the thing like it makes it just difficult to talk about like you have to throw in a year there i, I don't know like they're okay by themselves i don't know what i would have titled this otherwise um but yeah just seems like someone just threw it out once and people were like yeah that's cool like that that oh. makes complete sense to me you know that reminds me uh and we didn't talk about this but uh you saying halloween uh i watched that halloween kills trailer oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. whenever it came out or whatever uh-huh and i was like uh i really liked the uh, the 2018 halloween movie mm-hmm. and i'm eagerly anticipating the other ones but i didn't know where they were going mm. and again my um uh, reluctance to believe that any movie will ever come out going forward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really put a damper on it. So it was like, oh, I'll, I'll watch this trailer begrudgingly and be disappointed when it gets pushed back six years or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I watched it and man, it looks so fucking good. Oh yeah. But I'm really into that. I like that. It's, it, it seems like it's going to pick up immediately after the yep. 2018 Halloween. And they're actually like going to tell people, Oh no, he's back. Let's tell the fucking authorities and get them in on it. And man, it looks, I'm, I'm so hyped for it. Oh yeah. And it sucks that it was pushed back. Cause we would have, we would have had a Halloween ends out this year, but mm-hmm. now we have Halloween kills. And then next year, maybe uh, it'll come out for Christmas. Oh my God. If they like sneak released it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh, I think it's going to parallel the, shit. the original Halloween sequel. Cause Halloween two is right after. And he like follows yeah, yeah. the hospital. So yeah. it's going to be. Did it's... they call that one November 1st? <laughs> they did not. No, oh, okay. Just spitballing. Um, the, uh, this new one looks really cool to me because they're bringing in a lot of the, some of the actual actors, but a lot of the um, like characters and stuff, like the two kids that she was watching as a, mm-hmm. uh, in the first movie are both back. The nurse, um, the actual actress that who plays the nurse that like was with Doctor Loomis is back. She was also in H two O. Like they're bringing people into it, and I've I've heard it's basically about like you said, like the whole town knows that he's back, but it's still like Halloween night, mm-hmm. and they all it's all about like the paranoia of the town, kind of like reliving this massacre and then dealing with this new killer, like or the, the killer coming back and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like they've really got like a good story going on um, for a continuation of this, and it sounds really rad. And the trailer is badass. Yeah. What if as you're in the theater watching Halloween kills and you go through the credits and you sit through the credits, the post credit scene is Halloween ends the entire movie. Oh my God. There you go. You just sneak release it. I'm, I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. However you want to do it. Mm-hmm. They're like, could I get a bathroom break at least? <laughs> no, it should be like cannot. bathroom break five minutes, get back for the after credit scene. You're going to need to be here for another two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Call your boss. You're not going to be in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be especially down with that if they released it on, you know, at home. And I didn't have to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See oh, my plays. God. Look, I'm excited to get back to the theater. But honestly, I just really enjoy watching movies on my phone again. Uh, I'm <laughs> glad we're back to this, this place. On your phone. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, I plan on watching this with my wife on our, our TV in the living room. Uh, if not today, then maybe later on this week or whatever. Because yeah. I've loved it so much. I, like, this is the first DCEU movie I absolutely love. This is the yeah. one I'll point to. Like, I like this one. The rest of them, no. Right. But um i'm i'm really looking forward to watching this on like our actual like big tv in the living room yeah for sure um it, it wasn't my like first choice to watch 
just on my phone, but I was like, well, I got to go to bed here. I'll, I, I plan on starting it on my phone, watching like a little bit of it to like get the tone of it. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I watched the first hour and a half of this fucking thing. Uh, Cause it was so, you couldn't stop. so yeah, I stopped at the part where King shark walks into that aquarium Oh and yeah, sees those little like jellyfish looking things for the mm-hmm. first time. It's like this seems like a a good place to to pause this. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You should. I I fast forwarded, rewatched it this morning, and then now I'm I'm excited. Like even watching it that way, I was like, God, I want to just watch this all over again. Not right. So, yeah. 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 Definitely. I, I think I might watch it again. I think I definitely am. This is the first one in a while a DC movie that I want to watch again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's definitely saying something for DC movies. <laughs> Most of the time I'm yeah. like, I hope I never have to see that again. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were doing one for the podcast and it's like, yeah, we really mm-hmm. do hate ourselves because mm-hmm. now we're forcing ourselves to do this. And like I had avoided the first Suicide Squad this entire time. I never mm-hmm. wanted to watch it. And then Birds yep. of Prey came out and I was like, that looks like trash. I don't want to watch that one either. And we're <laughs> like, should we do it for the stupid show? The, like mm-hmm. nobody's clamoring for this. Yeah, absolutely. Let's force ourselves to do that. But that's, this one, that's what we did. Mm-hmm. This one was just so much fun i uh brent you had texted me we we really don't talk much outside of the show anymore because we want to keep it for the show mm-hmm. but you had just said that you don't you didn't hate yourself afterwards which uh, yeah i was like that's a good side yeah. i tried not to overhype it <laughs> yeah because yeah. like i finished watching it i was like oh my god i fucking love this movie but i can't let steven know but yeah. i hope he knows that it's he will probably enjoy himself yeah with this. and then i yeah. i sent that to darren and darren was like oh i loved it I, or i liked it i had a blast or whatever and that's mm-hmm. that was my first thought too like it was just yeah. a fucking blast yeah so enjoyable yeah um to watch i was laughing so hard throughout it and amanda you know she would just go to the she would take in a bath and like even mm-hmm. in between she was like on her phone didn't really care a whole lot and mm-hmm. she would laugh here and there but i was just like by myself just like goofing you know? yeah full on into it so but as far as the hbo max like releases this is the first one where i was like because i didn't like i didn't like congress and godzilla and i didn't like world combat oh really wow that's two that i i at least liked him I, i've kind of forgotten about him but i liked him that's interesting congress godzilla is ridiculous i'm i'm the podcasting scene is that what it was the podcaster it's the, it's the, i'm gonna blast the hole straight through the earth from the middle of the fucking earth mm-hmm. And then the that, human, yeah. like having having the the uh, the girl from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, I can remember. Lily Bobby now. Brown. Yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. her name is. Well, she didn't need like her entire arc did not need to be in the movie at all. I was oh, like, I completely ignored all the human point. characters. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, why is mm-hmm. it's just terrible? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we those... don't we don't pay attention to the humans in, in those yeah. movies. That's it's but just you, there. I already, you already did that with King of Monsters. It's like I already tried. I already mm-hmm. after a movie where I ignored the humans. Right. Like, you made me do it again. <laughs> but why? I at least enjoyed the action in Kong versus Godzilla. King of the yeah, Monsters. Was- I was just like, I. This is just like whatever. <laughs> no. it, wasn't even, it wasn't even intriguing to me. Oh, uh, uh, like I like the monsters in it. Yeah, I read up. The um, I don't remember which director it was out of that series, but one of them was talking. If he does another one, he was like, I literally don't want to have any humans in it. I just want yeah. monsters. And I was, Brit and I talked about that with Congress is Godzilla. I was, I, I literally couldn't even tell you besides her, like who's in that movie. I think Kyle Chandler's in that movie again. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cameo, that's the yeah. only two I can think of. And I'm like, I have no idea what any of the storyline is for that. I really like the character, the, the humans in Kong Squaw Island a lot. And that's pretty mm-hmm. much the yeah. one. That was the yeah. best one. Right. Yeah. Um, the original Godzilla. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the original Godzilla, yeah, it's, I, I like it, I think, more than a lot of people we've talked to, at least. But the human characters in that, too, were just, you know, kind of okay. But um, Kong Skull Island was, like, fully on board with that. And now I'm like, oh, no, I just want to see monsters fight each other. Like, mm-hmm. I I really didn't need anybody in Kong Kong's, uh, versus Godzilla. But so Mortal Kombat, though, you didn't you didn't really care for either? No, it was so disappointing. I'm like... Did I even like it? I don't remember anymore. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I know. It's that, hard to think back. the answer right there. I remember liking parts of it. I think it was mm-hmm. the, I, I don't know. The original Mortal Kombat is so nostalgic to me. Uh, and it was fun to rewatch that one. I think, I think I did end up watching Annihilation eventually. And it's really pretty bad. Like the effects are oh, so yeah. bad. Oh, yeah. That was real bad. Yeah. Um, but the new guy that they follow, who is like this brand new character in the, mm-hmm. in the new Mortal Kombat, I thought that was really stupid. Uh, but some of it stupid. I thought was was cool. Um, it had like, parts to it, like, but I, I've forgotten about it, a lot of it. Like, mm-hmm. like they didn't even do the tournament. Yeah, yeah right. Lead up, <laughs> I know. I the fucking lead up for the actual movie you wanted to see. <laughs> to get, yeah. And Gora was just throwaway. Like, like fucking that kid becomes Golden Boy and just kills Goro. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. what a fucking waste of a character. Yeah. And then I think Sony's it, like, Sony's like, I can't get my birthmark fucking tattoo the whole time. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, you should have just killed Kano and got the fucking mark. Like, if you had to kill someone with the mark, get the mark. So why, why have you not had your powers this whole movie? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I totally forgot. Like, I think our favorite part of that movie was Kano, that actor Kano, who plays yeah. Kano. He was, he was rad, but. Yeah, the rest of the movie funny, was yeah. kind of a mess and kind of, yeah, didn't didn't have a, an actual tournament. But um, I, I remember liking Kano, and I remember the uh, uh, the dude's buzzsaw hat cutting that that mm. person in half. That was cool. That was cool. Yeah, and I remember not liking Liu Kang a whole lot. Uh, I like the original so much. That dude is like, ingr- yeah, that, actor, that yeah. dude is mm-hmm. Liu Kang to me. Mm-hmm. And the new dude just looked like too skinny. Like I didn't believe he was like powerful and stuff um yeah it had like some good effects some some bad stuff uh but overall i, I yeah I, when you said that i was like oh i can't believe you didn't like it and I'm, I'm really sitting here being like i've pretty much forgotten about it so uh yeah. i don't think i liked it that much either i don't know that's yeah that's pretty generic yeah yeah i i do like that they've had this wb release and stuff on hbo max and that they've kept it going mm-hmm. uh, especially with with suicide squad the suicide squad and stuff well, um, i think they're gonna there's gonna do matrix aren't they and a couple of oh, more God. Uh, dune they're gonna do dune yeah, yeah. dune that's gonna be mm-hmm. crazy i just re- i just rewatched dune the other day i've never seen it it's a rough it's a, it's a rough <laughs> watch buddy is that the david lynch one yeah yeah that's such an interesting choice um i i know that fans of dune really fucking love that story um and and they want this huge movie from it but um I've never been into it, so I don't know. I saw a contest the other day or whatever, like they tweeted out, like WBA guests, and they were like, give us a log line for Dune. And people were like, you do it. Like, that's why it's a tough sell. Like, <laughs> nobody knows what it's about. You, gotta, you have to sell people on it. Yeah. Um, and apparently, like, this new movie, they were like, it's like half of the story. And they were like, it's not going to make the money that they needed to make to make, like, another story. I wish they would have just done two of them. Um, so I'm not sure about it. I think it looks rad. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. That'll be an in- interesting one. That seems like something you'd want to see on the biggest screen possible, too. But yeah, if that's IMAX, I'm gonna see that IMAX. For yeah, sure. I I think that one I've heard. Yeah, it was was as well. Um, but then, then Villanueva 
amazing. Like, yeah. I think that's gonna be I think it's gonna be a masterpiece. And I love the Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I still haven't seen that one. Um What? These I know, I know. I wanted to rewatch <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to rewatch Blade Runner because I haven't seen it in decades. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Right. And I wanted and then I was like, if you're gonna rewatch Blade Runner, there's like five different cuts of it. And I was like, I don't I literally don't know where to start. You know, like there's so many opinions on what's the best one. So I finally just like avoided it. Uh, but I hear 2049 is is really fucking killer. So it's yeah, just a, his watch, vision. Yeah, rewatch the original and then watch that. Yeah, right on. Sequel, so. Yeah, I want to do that for sure. Um, and then, like you said, like the Matrix, like we haven't seen anything from it yet. Um, so I'm like excited about it, but I don't know what to think. Like I wasn't a huge fan of the sequels. Doesn't it come out in November? First one. I was thinking I think December, yeah. So it must be the end of the year, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious if that one, yeah, if they just dropped that one because that's another one. Like those were huge event movies, you know, when they came out. All of the like I saw all of them in the theater, like opening night type of thing, you know. And now it's kind of like you know, I think they're up one night. That's interesting. I think they're letting Warner Brothers' own internal like marketing handle the hype for Matrix Four because I'll tell you when I saw Space Jam: A New Legacy recently <laughs> again on my phone and and Granny from Looney Tunes shows up in the Matrix universe. Um, I'll just say the hype was real. You know, um, I hope I hope the rest of the Matrix Four is as good as that scene. Uh, I'm just kidding. Scene. That. That that uh, Space Jam sequel is uh, straight up garbage. Uh, I, I'm not even <laughs> that big of a fan of the first one, but I yeah, I no. couldn't do it. I no. just heard it's like one big commercial, and I don't want to watch commercials. So it it was rough. That's the like point even like right? even like Don Cheadle, who I like as an or like as an actor, he he could not save this movie, man. It oh, was yeah. It I don't I don't know who this movie's for. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> for kids. Um, so Matrix is December 22nd, and it looks like it'll be a day and date. It'll be in theaters and HBO Max that same day. So Oh, great. Right before Christmas. Dune's before that, right? Dune, Dune yeah. I think soon. Dune is really soon. Um, <laughs> that rhymed. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. <laughs> Instead of Dune, I typed in Dine, and that brought up a whole different whole different uh, group of things to do. Um, October 22nd for Dune. Oh, wow. Okay. Looks like so... Yeah, I that's another one that's been like pushed back and stuff, but um yeah, that one it seems like it'll be a lot of fun. I don't know. I still have like all of these Cinemark movie tickets when I was a part of the movie club that they like put on hold in <laughs> March of 2020 and they're just still putting on hold and you can do it for like another three months. And I was like, I have like 13 movie tickets saved up on there. So wow. I'm like, I'm ready eventually. Yeah. Even though I have really bad experiences in theaters most of the time. So mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of these things like I would love to see you know, on a big screen. Um, so we'll see how it plays out the rest of the year. But so far, yeah. it's just like, we're on this really cool climb up of just uh, never ending COVID, you know, so mm-hmm. it's been super fun. We'll see when that actually plays out. But at least for now, I like that they're they're keeping it going with the releasing on HBO Max. So mm-hmm. it's pretty sweet. Yeah. All right. mm-hmm. Anything else for you guys about this movie or anything else? It's a no, big no. silence. No. Yeah. The, the Suicide Squad? Yeah, about the Suicide Squad. It was a lot of fun. I think we all agreed on that. Oh yeah. For sure. They could have had they could have had Kite Man. Could have had Kite Man. Hell yeah. Brought it all together. He could have been in the Olympian. They would have they would have tied up this whole podcast. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Look, God you gotta save something going. for you gotta save something for the sequel. Yeah. You know? 
Maybe he'll listen <laughs> to us. Mm-hmm. You bring in Deathstroke and Kite Man. Oh man, just fucking game over. No, Deathstroke was in this. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? They're Death all Blood. the same names. Everyone yeah. loves Death Blood. Bloodshot. Yeah. yeah, Deathstroke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all the same. I wasn't sure. I feel like Brent and I have talked about Kite Man before as well. But when you said that, I was like, is that real? And he's totally real. Yeah. Oh, oh 100%. Real. Yeah. He should. Have, why, why would we have talked about that before? I feel like we've mentioned on the show. We, we talked about it with uh, Dave Roberts mm. uh, on our BBS episode. Oh, we're yeah, talking about right Kite on. Man. Yeah. Man, that would really bring this podcast together then. Yeah. James, mm-hmm. got to get on that, man. For yeah. Sure. What if, what if Kite Man shows up and he's just anchored to the ground? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Some dude's controlling him in the back of his truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like He's that. Just Gotta listen to those He's just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in this kind of movie, it could totally work that way. Like maybe we missed him. He's in the background sleeping somewhere. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He was yeah. in the sky the whole time. He jumped out of that plane and he just <laughs> caught a gust of wind and just flew off into the distance, you know? They, but they, because he left the scene, they blew up his head. So he's just still flying somewhere with like headless. Yeah, still, still <laughs> caught like some kind of wind tunnel, you know. It's like at the Fourth of July, whenever you have those lanterns, you like send off yes. into the sky. It's yeah. like we we never see them like come down or whatever. Starting wildfires mm-hmm. in California. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a way to play it. Sorry, Californians. Yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I think that was a fun. It was a, a greatly fun movie. I enjoyed that a lot. But uh, it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun talking to you guys about it as well. I uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad we're on the same page about all of these movies. It seems that uh, the other ones are trash with maybe some redeeming parts, you mm. know, and then this one especially, finally yeah. put it together. Yeah, especially right? comparison. Yeah, oh my God. now. They are it's now for sure. Crazy. Brent and I had talked about that so much leading up to this, watching those other movies. Like, I didn't know if this would just really, like it did show them, like blow them out of the water, you know, that, that those mm-hmm. movies are trash. Um, but also if I could like go back and watch them because I understand it better. And I'm like, I think I would understand what their motivations are better, but I don't care to because they are so obviously trash. And I would just, I would instantly rewatch this movie over any of those any day, you know? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. like, I think we're all going to do that today. So <laughs> that seems like, right. Um, well, you can uh, rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. All of our info to contact us, if you would like is in the show notes as usual. Uh, Darren, did you want to plug any social media or anything for you? No. Sweet. <laughs> answered exactly <laughs> well it's fun having you back on man we'll have to have you on again right. for sure that was fun uh, yeah i'm glad i got a sunday off yeah i know i kind of worked out finally that's awesome yeah, so. i appreciate y'all yeah for sure man well thanks for being on the show uh anything else from you brent uh yeah i want to mention that the episode of true criminals i was on came out this past thursday it's episode 19 it is a two-hour episode um he he whittled down the audio from oh, like yeah. the two and a half hours we had to like an hour 45 and then he put a uh, like a uh, some stuff on the front and back of that episode uh, that he recorded uh, eric over at uh, true criminals and uh, yeah so it was a fun episode i listened back to it uh, recently and uh, it's a good interesting like fun conversation about rich people getting into shenanigans there in uh, texas oh, and uh, yeah yeah so uh, go check that out uh, beyond that uh, no i've just been watching and uh, reading a bunch of stuff so maybe we can talk about that on the next yeah. episode, but man, yeah, this was a fun movie and uh, I'll, I'll reiterate what Steven said, uh, Darren, it was good to have you back on and I appreciate you taking the time to come talk to us on this dumb show about this good movie. <laughs> it, was, it was my pleasure as well. It's excellent. Uh, well, until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. I was Darren. 
Excellent. <laughs> and let's talk later. <laughs>
do it and you just sit here and watch it on the back of your Tercel. It's it's strange. <laughs> I don't understand it. I like that you went yeah, Tercel for yo-yos too. Yeah, I mean, I think I think fits. I would fly a kite in this day and age. We have a, a Disney Princess kite downstairs for the kids, and I was super excited when we got it because um, I was like a kite. Wait, but then uh, yeah, mm-hmm. what kind of Disney princesses were? You, is it like one specific Jafar, princess? Yeah, Jafar, Jafar, yeah, classic <laughs> Disney princess. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah i don't know it's like the the main uh, i don't know a few of them it's like oh it's like multiple and, yeah it's like their faces on it right it's like i think it's like blue mm-hmm. i don't know it's a disney it's like a ten dollar like piece of shit plastic one that you used to get at like walmart you know mm-hmm. um as kids and i when they got it and they have like i gotta tell you though we haven't really flown the kite lately but uh they got like a huge thing of bubbles with like a whole bunch of different bubble wands i'm really into bubbles right now those things are awesome still you should check those yeah. out but i like to do it myself i don't get no bubble machine i don't sit in the back of my civic and <laughs> watch the you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> not for me no i remember uh, one year one year for easter my parents like when i was i don't know like seven or eight my parents got me this um, styrofoam airplane where it's like mm-hmm. the, the main body of the plane is one piece and then each wing is its own separate piece or whatever. Yeah. You like stick it on the side. I broke it immediately <laughs> because I was very low to the ground. I'm trying to throw this fucking styrofoam plane, which is again made of styrofoam. Yeah. It immediately nosedives into the ground and breaks off one of the wings to where it's like you can't repair styrofoam mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's not like it chipped off part of the wing it it shattered the entire right wing you're still you know it's shattered the right wing finally uh-huh been we did to it on those fascists for a long time god damn right <laughs> you're probably still cleaning up uh little styrofoam bits out of your yard for that huh every time i go to my dad's house mm-hmm. i i have to like recheck the yard for errant yeah. styrofoam yeah. Uh, little nubbins you know I've been throwing away styrofoam in my garage right now, and I it's just fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll yeah. be there for the rest of the time we live in that house, I think. That, and it's like, static causes it to stick to you, and it's oh, so light that, like, if it hits the back of your arm or your leg or whatever, you'll never know. Yeah, you forget. No. Mm-hmm. You have to have somebody, like, spot check you. <laughs> Before you go back in the house. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> then it'll end up on the couch, and you'll forget it's there, and then it'll end up back on your leg. Mm-hmm. Traveling around with you, yeah. Styrofoam and if is you, a big problem for us, apparently. Darren's like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. <laughs> if you have a cat or like a bearded dragon, <laughs> it's going to like come across that little styrofoam ball, eat mm-hmm. it, and then that's a whole like vet visit. Yeah. You know, it's going to cost you to get in the door, plus like whatever X-rays they have to do. It's a whole thing. That's it's mm-hmm. like, look, styrofoam's a bad idea. I think, it's a bad yeah, idea I've from for a while from humanity. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is why it's going down. Yeah, yeah. It's everybody knows it's super good for the environment, though. So. <laughs> that's that's the that's the selling point for it. Mm-hmm. But I still around. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, I don't I don't want to use anything that won't be around for centuries. You know, because like how do I know it's quality if it won't stick around? You know, if I can't throw it on the ground and still see it there, like you know, or like my grandchildren couldn't still see it there, like what's the point of even living? Well, I, I think a good idea to repurpose it is to like slice off a piece, fry it up, and then like put it in your uh, food. If you need to like mash it up or whatever, <laughs> just so it's like in there. It's kind of like you could eat an entire actual airplane if you had small enough bits mm-hmm. like ground up and like sprinkled on your food, you know? 
So you could do that with styrofoam just to help like get rid of it. Yeah. Maybe we don't know that it's not going to help the human body. We don't know this. I like that you take your I cats do. to the vet, but you're like, I'll eat it. Yeah, it's fine. It's Ripple fine for humans. Yeah. Well, look, a, a dog can't eat chocolate, but we can, right? Yeah. So I think we're probably okay eating styrofoam. I don't know that it's going to be bad for us. I mean, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm going to stick away from that. But you let me know, though. Listeners, uh, go ahead and try this. Uh, let us know. I'm on a diet. Otherwise, I would, I would certainly. I would, we don't have would, any money. Please do not sue us. There's nothing here. <laughs> we are hemorrhaging money for this yeah. dumbass podcast. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, word in there at all? Yeah, let's go, uh, let's go with anchored kites. Because why not? Okay, you know? Sure. Fuck it. Uh, so I'll count us down. Uh, one, two, three. And then we all. Or wait, stay. is it three, two, one? Three, yeah. two. No, I think it's one, yeah. two, three. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, two, three. Then we'll say anchored kites at the same time to sink. And then, cool. um, you know, the rest of the show will happen and it'll, it'll mostly be bad except for yeah, Darren's parts. It's so, Darren, good. no pressure. You got to make this good. <laughs> no problem. All right. So, anchored kites on three. One, two, three. Anchored, anchored kites. kites. L P A S.